Um, yeah. so, so anyway, he got pissed off and he's screaming Sammy, in the ring. Sammy like, Zane was? Screaming. And he, and, and he had to go back up the ramp to leave. And someone's holding up my face. And he went over to my face and just punched it and broke it in half. <laughs> it's on, it's online. I have it. Really? Yeah. Watching grunge leg drop new jack to a press table. And then my heart stopped listening to Cho Cho Fan. Fall in love all over again. This is fucking fifth take, I think. I can't. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. Sorry, I shouldn't be in a bad mood already. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. You will hear some children screaming in the background when I don't talk. I have put on the air conditioner. I turn it off. You can hear what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but it, it's just like, here, I'll go to the other room. But it fucking wheels around. So even if you don't hear it, you fucking hear it. It's the screams that get me the most. Listen. What's she screaming for? What's she screaming for? That doesn't make any sense. Why is she screaming? I'm putting this AC back on. It's the AC set to 77. I have to put the AC on just for the noise to cover up some of what they're fucking screaming about. So if you can hear it in the background, I'm sorry. I want to murder them, but I've looked up the laws and there's almost no loopholes that I could fucking grab to, to, to justify it. I've looked for lack of sleep, temporary insanity, but plus me talking about it in this podcast makes it seem like it'd be premeditated, which it would be. It would be. If they ever get you on a fucking crime where you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. I One time I bought a bunch of mushrooms. We were doing uh, Ari Shafir's renamed storytelling show back when it was on television. And we had done three years of the fucking of the show. Why am I cursing so much first thing in the morning? Shut up. We've done a, three years of the show. This is the third year anyway, and, and, uh, and two years of digital. And it was like, I wanted to get something for the, for the crew. And then I just went kind of crazy. And what I did was I bought mushrooms for everybody. Like everybody. The crew, the audience, uh, the directors, the fucking producers, everybody. Pounds of mushrooms. Split them up into fucking half-eighths. Gave everybody two half-eighth. Yeah, I know that's an eighth. But split up into two half-eighths. Two doses for a, a newer person. Um, the best was Andrew WK. He was like, I was like, dude, some of those guys, I'm like, I don't know if they're straight edge or not. Um, I'm like, do you do mushroom? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you want some? He goes, do you have more? And I'm like, will you do more? He goes, yeah, I'll do all of them. Um, but yeah, he ended up taking like fucking six. What is that? Eight, three, three A's? Dude, that guy goes hard. And then I didn't realize until afterwards what the fucking cover of that Andrew WK album was. When he's bleeding from the nose, if I, just, I thought when I first saw it, I was before I was into coke or not into coke, but like was in my world, and I just thought he like bit an animal or something. <laughs> That's why I had blood over his face, not because he had bl- been blown out from partying all night and he was fucking nose was bleeding, and all the songs were about partying. You fucking dumb idiot! I did the same thing with the with the uh, the Doobie Brothers. No idea Doobie meant weed until like Rogan said it later to me. 
guys, I got sidetracked and I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. I really did. Oh, murdering these kids. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm not. Oh, so I had bought all these mushrooms and uh, I split them up into half eighths, right? And give them to everybody. Aaron Berg did a fun one. He was like, can I take this back to New York? I'm like, for sure. Pocket of your jeans. Put it on your carry on or your, they're not looking. Um, he put it on, he didn't trust me. He put it on a salad. He bought a salad from fucking Ralph's or something or Whole Foods and put the mushrooms all over it so that it would be undercover. <laughs> but then the mushrooms got moldy. Uh, you can just transport them. Not really looking for shit like that. Don't do a lot. But the problem with having pounds of weed split up into half-eighth packages is um, somebody was like, this looks like intent to distribute, Ari. If they catch you with these, this, this, they'll get you on intent to distribute. And I'm like, well, they get me on the right thing because I intend to distribute these. I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin this weekend. You want to come to that? This Jew hour is fucking kicking right now, you guys. People ask me, like, when should you see a comedian? Saturday night, Sunday, the first show, the early show Saturday, you know, stuff like that. Definitely the worst ones are late show Fridays. That's, that gets heckly usually. That's known for that. Um, Sunday is usually kind of a more fuck around, looser day. That's what I've noticed from a lot of comedians. Not always. Sometimes you get a tight show. But what you really want to see is not the day of the week of the, of the comedian, but you want to see um, the week of the year. And if they're getting ready to record a special, you are getting a fucking fully worked out. It's also fun. Comedy is so fun. You can just riff and do whatever you want and just try shit, and you can be just as funny. But if you want a, a finished, solid product right before they record a special, is that. And that's where I am right now. This Ari Shafir Jew hour is it's fucking great. I'm so happy with it. And, and it works everywhere where there's Jews, where there's no Jews. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've just made this tight hour for you guys to enjoy. And for the next two months or so, you guys are getting a finished special, um, at a live show. And they ain't going to be anything better than that. Madison, Wisconsin this weekend. You guys got to come. Cause I spent fucking 1500 bucks each or 1300 bucks each on the plane tickets for Adrian and Michelle, Jessica, Michelle, my daughter. The adoption rent through. I got to get into fucking... Stop cursing so much, Ari. It's too early. When I invited them, I was like, oh, that'll be fun. But I didn't consider that like 2600 plus my flight. I spent three grand on flights. I gotta, you guys got to come and support me so I can make up this money. This might not even be a break-even fucking week. That curse was okay. Madison, Wisconsin this weekend. Then Winnipeg at the Garrick Theater. All tickets are at AriTheGreat.com. Follow... Quickly by the Brea Improv, September 26th, 27th, 28th. I'm going to be on Rogan's podcast on the 1st. I'm going to be on Corolla's podcast on the 23rd. Um, when I'm out there, probably Burt's. Is there anybody I should have on my podcast while I'm out there? Somebody, right? Oh, I got to get Sickler. We did half a podcast like six months ago. We got to finish it. Whatever. Then I'm going to Texas, San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston the first weekend of October. Um, and then the rest of the year is easy. Nashville, San Jose, Detroit, Chicago, and Cincinnati. Maybe another gig or two, probably another gig or two added. And my special will be added. So go to AriShafir.com for tickets. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram for updates on shows. But get tickets right now, you guys. Get tickets for all those things. Run them down again. Madison right now. Brea, Winnipeg, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, San Jose, Detroit, Chicago, Cincinnati, and then New York, for sure, I'll have. And Atlanta, um, 
the special, it's down between New York. I guess now between New York and Boston for doing the special. I already did this hour. It was the first time I... Yeah, fuck it. Come on. Let's get back into this. I don't have to talk about this shit. Um, so last week, we called for a day. Adbusters called for a day of civil disobedience. And that meant any sort of ride variety of stuff. Could have meant something as light as... Um, it's just to be mindful of like... I don't, I'm not going to join the system of like... Of, of fucking... Come on, Ari. Of... Um, Whatever the system is, you know? So some people say, pull your money out of a bank. Put it in a credit union. Someone said another peaceful, super peaceful way to do it is instead of going to Starbucks, bypass it, go to a local coffee shop. Um, I had a lot of fun. Took a spray can, spray paint can, and walked around the city of New York, and I spray painted uh, ads. I defaced a bunch of ads. I, I, I spray painted over, which I think I might do more. I spray painted over the logo. Sometimes I just left the art. Dude, it's fun as shit. When you get out there, <laughs> I was with Joe List. We went for a walk to talk about his special. And uh, as we were taking for a walk, I was like, oh, Henry, hang on one second. And I start shaking up this, fuck, this spray can. I oh, caught myself. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, civil disobedience. So all you do is you have to just spray paint over like the ad itself so it might be the artwork for the ad might be fine but then if it says like i don't know campari you know you spray paint out the campari part and leave the rest of the ad because it's, now it's just art uh if it's like um i don't know the roast of adam al baldwin let's just say which was eh, meh i think alec baldwin might have been the best one Favorite jokes of that was, I think it was Nikki Glazer saying, uh, Chris Red looks like a nine year old, dresses like a nine year old who found a thousand bucks. Um, and somebody had one. Oh, I think Baldwin had one about Ken Jong that was really good. But overall, just kind of boring. How many times do you have to hear Caitlyn Jenner call herself courageous? What a fucking punk. <laughs> what a fucking punk. You ain't courageous. Shut up. <laughs> you can't say it about yourself. It's not the way it works. Over it twice. Just going for applause. And you see all the actors and, and comedians in the audience going like, yeah, I guess. It's the new. It's, they have to applaud. It's the new give it up for the troops. Where you're, it's, just, it's just a mindless thing to say to the audience where they're like, ah, they have no choice. Anyways, I went around spray, paint, spray painting. Bunch of ads. It felt super fun. I felt free of this commerce that's shoved at me all the time. I didn't agree to be advertised to. Sometimes I do. But when I'm walking along the streets, no, I don't. When I'm at the beach, staring at the beautiful ocean, I don't agree to have a Trojan billboard swinging behind a plane in front of me. I, I never agree to that. When I turn on the TV, when I watch YouTube, I, ag- I agree to those ads. That's me implicitly agreeing. Walking along the streets of New York, I never said you can just shove, buy this, 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 buy this. I never agreed to that. I want peace. They're supposed to have no ads within eyesight at eye level, and they have tons. So I cover them up. Not all of them, for sure. There's thousands, but I covered up some, probably like 40 or 50. It was fun as shit. I think I might do it more. But carrying around a spray paint can is is too, I don't know. 
So I got to figure something else. Maybe one of those thick markers. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's just get out of my face. I didn't agree to this. I just never agreed to this. Uh, what did you guys do? What did you guys do? Um, I guess I, I don't know. Write me on Patreon. Oh, I'm on Patreon now. Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Um, oh, patreon.com slash skeptic tank. Uh, support me. I'm also going to do one extra. It's one extra um, episode a month plus some early uploads of some stuff. You know, like if, like if you don't want to wait, you can go to the Patreon and, and without the intro, just like hear the, the, um, the actual interview. So you know how it's telling... Well, I got to go into it later, I guess. Let me do this ad read real quick. It's for VPN, ExpressVPN, which actually should go with what I'm talking about talking next, about how maybe I want to cover up all my old podcasts. Because what good are they doing now? I know some people are going back and listening to the old ones, which is fine. Um, But you know who goes back to listen to stuff more is people trying to fuck over your career. You know? It's like when they're like, oh, let me try to like find some dirt on somebody they just go to a bunch of free podcasts and find dirt on them this doesn't really go into what i'm talking about expressvpn is my ad read if you want to okay here's how vpns work you instead of just going on the internet what what you do is you go through another country and then go through the internet uh it's kind of like hacking in the old days like sneakers you know where you got to go from country to country to country and then they're like they pinpoint you um and the reason for that is if you're doing illegal shit Really, that's the number one thing. Um, if you're doing illegal shit, it kind of like protects your identity so they can't really find you. Which means illegal shit is like illegal downloading, uh, looking at stuff in other, from other countries you're not supposed to. Everybody in China, all the expats and Hong Kong have VPNs. You got to go through it somewhere else because you can't get on Google. For real, you can't get on Google in China. So if you go to expressvpn.com slash Ari, you get three months free when you buy a one-year package. Oh, so you're going to pay for nine months. That's 33% free. Um, visit expressvpn.com slash Ari to learn more. Expressvpn.com slash Ari. Yeah, it's anonymous. People can't track you. There's no location tracking. Um, and it's seven bucks a month. 30, 30 day money back guarantee. All right, that's all pretty nice. Um, what happens when your favorite porn site gets hacked like Ashley Madison? I don't know. That's not a porn site, by the way. ExpressVPN ad. Uh, people, copy people. Ashley Madison's not a porn site. That's a fuck site. <laughs> you go there to cheat on your wife. It ain't Pornhub. But I mean, honestly, though, no. If you're gonna access Pornhub in like in like a regime country, you know, like Syria or something, then for sure. And if you're doing like yeah, crazy shit where you don't want to get hacked, then yeah. These send me um messages and saying you've been illegally downloading shows and i'm like no i haven't and then they would just they would tell you the exact show that they caught you on the internet provider um they'd be like you downloaded parks and rec and you're like god damn it couldn't you have got me something cooler than that it was okay for a while right parks and rec um page two page one of two. Oh, i did it already um I mean, I want to talk about that Shane Gillis thing, but I also kind of don't. I got to figure out how to talk about it. Maybe next week. So anyway, that's that's the reason I was going to say I was going to put my stuff behind a behind a paywall. Just leave like the last ten episodes. I probably won't because I'm lazy and and I'm not in a position right now where like anybody is coming after me for anything. 
my money is made on live ticket sales and this this podcast. But man, whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into wrestling because that's what this episode's about. It's about wrestling. This is 15 minutes into a podcast where I'm finally talking about this. No, it was all fun stuff though. So listen, Sal, I went to my first WWE event. My friend Frosty, who I sit behind at UFC or sit next to, when Rogan got me tickets, oh, I've got so much to say. Rogan used to get me tickets. It's only a two-hour episode, so I'm going to give you like 35 minutes of intro, just so you know. I'm sorry, I can feel it right now. I'm going to give you some fucking intro. Um, Rogan used to get me tickets to UFC. You've got a free companion ticket. And sometimes he would promise his ticket to someone else and then realize he didn't have a ticket for me. And this cool fix he had was he was like, hey, I think you can just sit in one of the director's chairs right behind me because the director sits in a fucking cursing again in a booth uh, in a truck outside. So you can just have that chair. And I was like, okay, because that's literally right behind Joe Rogan or one seat over. It's awesome. And you might have seen me on some of those. You might have seen me kiss, kissing Duncan Trussell. You might have seen me um, at the Edson Barboza fight in, in, um, in Brazil where he got a fucking spinning heel kick. And you see me fuck, rise up, if you get the right clip, rise up in, in fear of this guy having been killed. Um, but anyway, then I did it more and more and more. Not just when he gave away the tickets, but all sorts of times. And... This guy was the, one of the production guys, Frosty, and he was super cool. We became friends, and now he works for the WWE. And he wrote me, and he was like, hey, what are you doing Tuesday? If you want, I got, this was last week, Monday? No, Tuesday, I forget. Um, and he goes, I got tickets to WWE for you if you want. Um, I know you've been to UFC, but this is come see what a real production looks like. <laughs> They're both real productions, but man, the production level at this WWE is crazy. It was so much fun. And I'd been to wrestling before, but only like small organizations. One time in, in, in Edinburgh, I went to see Colt Cabana wrestle. And man, that was fun and dark. And before that, in, in Canada, I went to one. Um, some Ontario, it was Toronto, and all the whole Canadian, like Toronto comedy scene came out. And it was like 200 people in the audience, and we were 30 to 50 were comics, and we took over the night. I mean, they let us, they gave us slide whistles, uh, which you blew in like quiet moments, and they like kept running shit off us. They threw somebody out of the rings onto the, the seats that we were sitting in. They knew we were game. It was great. It was so much fun. I'd never seen anything like that. And they used, because it's a small room, you know? It's like a, it's almost like a live performance venue. It's not like Madison Square, which is that also. But I mean like a bar room where they clear everything out. So like sometimes you don't have much room in the ceilings. You can't do high-flying shit because you've got to duck underneath a bar. So the wrestling was great, but the storylines were amazing. The storylines, I remember a few. They had one that was a nerd, and he got thrown out of the ring once, and he goes... He had, you know, his, his like those Speedo shorts they all wear. But then also he had uh, taped up glasses on. And he got thrown out of the ring and had to like pick his glasses up and put them back on. And as he pushed them back with his finger, and he goes, oh, potatoes. And then, <laughs> and then went back in instead of cursing. <laughs> uh, I think he got thrown into, this, into, the, uh, into the audience, into the comedians. The racist character was my favorite. It was so, it was so funny. Um. And if you don't know why racism is funny, it's because it's wrong. 
that's the reason that it holds humor when it holds humor when it's serious it's not funny at all you know when there's a cross burning on your lawn but when you're saying something that's like really wrong or do something wrong and you know it's wrong and, and the audience knows it's wrong it's like it's, to me that's just the best and this guy was a racist and he had as his assistant you know how like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage had Million Dollar Man no Million Dollar Man had Vern or whatever his name is Vernus Venus that black dude who he had like protecting bodyguarding him who by the way um, I'll look it up right now. Um, million dollar man, million dollar baby, million dollar listing, and a man's bodyguard. Virgil. I didn't even look it up, by the way. I did not look it I swear to God. Million dollar man, bodyguard, but I didn't look it up. But it's Virgil. I know it. He would go to wrestling like um, conventions, not be invited, put a table and chair outside, and just start signing autographs taking pictures of people for money and then when people are like oh you virtual it's like yeah let's take a picture man and then people are like okay cool and they take a picture because that yeah it's, that's 10 bucks i'm like oh i don't i didn't i didn't really take yeah man it's 10 bucks for a picture you got a picture <laughs> they're like but you're the one who offered me it's kind of like egypt where they say no picture taking in any of the tombs and all the guards are like you want a picture give me 50 uh whatever their thing is egyptian pounds i think that's what it is give me 50 egyptian pounds which is Three dollars, I think, three fifty, uh, and then you could take a picture. But sometimes you're like, I don't want a picture. You told me to take a picture. I didn't even want a picture of this one. Anyway, so this racist character, he had as his Virgil, as his bodyguard, he had a like a, a miso sari kind of kind of Asian with a bib and like like really with one of those. It was like wow. And he fought a black dude. And so the black dude obviously had something to fight for. You know, what a good storyline. I'm going to fight against this racist. You know? This racist and his, and his sort of like semi-slave Asian stereotype um, bodyguard slash manager slash assistant. Anyway, good fight. You know, good wrestling fight. Unfortunately... The crowd booed at this, but the racist won. He won the fight. <laughs> and, uh, and so the black guy was down on the ground. You know how they are prone. You know how they like, as they get beat, wrestlers. Uh, I wonder if we didn't actually talk about this in the episode. We did not. Like sometimes you get beat and you're just like out and then you got to like leave. And sometimes you get beat and you're just like immediately get up and start beating somebody else. And sometimes you get beat and you're just kind of like... <sighs> writhe on the ground for like 10 minutes what was fun about it in this wwe event is watching the guys um get beat and they're writhing on the ground and then someone else the guy who won takes his leave you know and he leaves victorious goes all the way through him but if you look at the guy on the ground he can't just get up and leave he's got to act like he slowly got better but also not still focus so i think they got to tell him at some point like and he's clear go and then in the darkness of madison square garden but also the little light, you know, you could see it. He's got to like slowly, like, roll out of the ring and then limp his way up the, <laughs> like he's still super hurt. And then he's going back to the dressing room where the other guy still is. I love how they kill you at, in WWE in wrestling in general. I'll get back to this racist story in a second. They kill you to the point of almost killing you. 
no matter how much. They can slam you through a chair. They can just do a quick thing. But it's all whatever they beat you, if they pin you, you're fucked. For, you're not just pinned and then like immediately get up. You're like, ah, damn it, you got me. Like a, like a like a like an arm bar in, in UFC. You're like tap fuck, and you're like, well, I'm fine. I can I can fight again right now. You know, it's not like that. Anyway, the racist, and this is in the Ontario organization. I don't know what kind of organization it was or what kind of like you know what what their version of a WWE that small version. I don't I forget what it's called. So he wins. The black guy is prone on the ground, and the Asian helper dude. <laughs> This big fucking buck teeth and everything. I mean, they went straight at it. Um, what's the joke there? I don't even get the joke. All right. Then get out of here. We're all talking. <laughs> I love the people who are this angry about a joke. And what they always say is, but it's not even funny. And it's like, okay, sure. Let's just say that's true. Which I think is an irrelevant argument. Let's just say you think something's not funny. And that's why you're this upset. Are you this upset about... Jokes that aren't funny that are about lollipops. Jokes that aren't funny about traffic. You're not, right? You're not upset about, I don't know, half the specials that are out right now that, where there's jokes that aren't even funny. You're not, right? You're not, you don't get upset about those. It's not even funny is, is always the go-to, but it's not even funny. Show me the joke. It's not even funny. Work hard. Okay, fine. So you don't think it's funny. That's okay. That means turn it off. That doesn't warrant this level of anger. No, you think it's racist. You're misunderstanding someone's intention, and you think what they're doing is the same as burning a cross on someone's yard and not going for a joke. Whether or not you found it funny, it's like he's doing it on a small podcast on his own thing where it's totally warranted. Sam Marilla got in trouble years ago for, fuck, for making a rape joke on stage, and everyone's like, you got to know a time and a place. And then later he was like, right, it was the offensive comedy night at the Comedy Cellar in front of 86 people. And it's billed as an offensive comedy night. So, yeah, I think that's the right time and place. This is not, we're not doing it at your work. Somebody says, calls a coworker the N-word, now you've got a fucking firing on your hands. You can't have that at work. Anyway, so in this wrestling thing, which we all were down with and found it super offensive, and that's why it's funny. As soon as the, 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 the black guy gets tapped, he's prone on the ground. The Asian helper, um, I think his name might, might have been Mr. Ching Chong. I'm not sure, but it might have been. Hands the racist some tools for demeaning the black guy. And he takes out some chicken and he starts rubbing fried chicken. Yeah, yes, yes. And he takes some fried chicken out and starts rubbing it on the black guy. He's still fucking dead. And we're all like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then watermelon. And then he pours, then he opens up a thing of uh, high C or Kool-Aid, one of those. And at this point, the black guy's like waking up and um, no, 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 he he didn't do the watermelon yet. He dumped high C all over him or Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid is the racist drink. Uh, Isn't it funny too, you have these like, Racist drinks that you can also, everyone else can just use, but then like they're also associated with that, like Hennessy and Cavassier. The black community is like, that's ours now. <laughs> and then the white people are like, well, we're not doing it. Black people are doing it. And it's, and then the, the makers of Cavassier and Hennessy are just like, we're just making booze. Um, so he th- pours his Kool Aid all over the guy. The guy wakes up, 
but he's still kind of out of it. And then the dude, the race dude, has a has a watermelon, and the black guy's like, "No, no, don't you do that!" But the but the Asian, Mister Ching Chong, holds the guy down. I don't think it was Mister Ching Chong actually. Now that I think about it, uh, holds the guy down, and the racist smashes a watermelon over the black guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you took out the out of context and just go like, "Look what this white male is doing to this <laughs> to this black man <laughs> who's not even fighting back," you'd be like, "Yeah, it does seem pretty racist." But if you're like, "Oh, it's a wrestling event; they all signed up for it," it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool." Racial and racist are not the same things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Saturday Night Live decided to. Hire this comedian that everybody loves, a mainstream comic, um, uh, Shane Gillis, and hired him. And then some other dude, um, some internet sleuth, um, immediately as soon as the, 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 the three people were announced of who they, you know, who they were going to hire this year as cast members or writers, this internet sleuth said, well, send me the white one. And... Just went looking for the white. It was a woman, an Asian guy, and a, and a white dude. Uh, and, um, and that's what they've demeaned them to, by the way. That's what this society now has demeaned these, pe- these three people to. Not this guy does kind of uh, outsider comedy. This guy does uh, really weird stuff. This person does impressions and ske- sketches. This guy does just stand-up, mainstream stand-up. No, it's just chick, Asian guy, white dude. So this reporter uh, was like, ooh, there's a white dude? Let me see what I can find. And it's like, it ain't that hard to find. If you want any of us, you have us. Um, and he went looking for a podcast where he was like, he did, the, the thing he got him was so fucking funny. They, the story came out like three hours later. which shouldn't have even taken that long. And it just goes, um, racial slur. And you know, like, oh, it's an N-word. And you're like, no. It's like, oh, it's F, making fun of gays? And like, no. And it's like, oh, it's the C word. And you're like, cunt. You're like, no, not cunt. And you're like, oh, cancer. C word is cancer. You made fun of a cancer victim. I'm like, no, it's, it's chink. And you're like, what? Wow, what down the line of derogatory words is that? I mean, N, N is the number one, the N word. I would say the gay slur is number two ahead of, I think cunt was for a while. And then they've lost it to, to, to the homophobic slur. Faggot. I'll just tell you what it is. Um, and then I think it's cunt, really. And then, I wonder if it's jank or if it's, if it's the, like a Latino one, which is spick. Kike, where? Where's Kike? Where's the Jewish one? That is the. Can you hear them screaming still? Kike is is. Do you hear that? Kike is derogatory, but it's not really used that much. Like, so like when you do hear somebody, it's almost like a throwback thing. It's like if for black people, if you get called a porch monkey, like you have to stop for a second, and be like, where did you pull that one out of? All right, let's fight. But man, you've been. Looking up some encyclopedias, huh? Uh, anyway, so they got him on. Well, he said, like, they were talking about how Chinatown was started. I'll tell you the whole joke in context. Because they never tell you the whole joke. They just, they just barreled down to, like, 
boil it down to just the, the word or something like that. The joke was this. They were talking about how Chinatown got started, how like areas like that got started where all of one um, ethnic or racial group all live together. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Like you don't have, I don't know, the Jews don't all live in the same neighborhood. I mean, the, the Orthodox or Hasidic Jews absolutely do. Okay, bad example. So, um, yeah, so even that though, like how do all the Jews live here? All of the Asians live here. How do all the, you know, the Italians live here? How do these towns get started? And so with Chinatown, he goes, I think it was just like some 1920s guy, some racist, just saw some like weird building and goes, yeah, this will work. Put the chinks in here, you know? Um, and then they were like, he called Asians chinks. And it's like, oh no, that's not even how the joke went. He didn't call Asian chinks. He had a 1920s character refer to Asians as chinks. So the character in there is this racist. Um, but again, sometimes it is funny to make racist statements and say racist things. It's just like it's funny to say misogynist things or, or crazy things or like just really exaggerated things. Exaggeration is one of the, is one of the things you can mine for comedy. Exaggeration. Um, to say like, you know, I had diarrhea for, 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 for nine days. It's funnier than saying I had diarrhea. And nobody really believes that you had diarrhea for nine days, but like, nah, it's funnier. That's a funnier, it's a funny exaggeration. Uh, or like, um, I want to kill you. I want to kill you and home invade your family if you steal my records. That's another one you could say, like, well, there's no joke in there. All you said is that you want to kill somebody. Oh, I got, if you don't know, I got banned from Twitter. Um, do I have any friends at Twitter who can like un like whatever the semi-shadow ban that I'm on is, where, where if, if I put out a link, it doesn't show the link. It just says click here for more information. It kind of holds me back from selling tickets, and I don't think I've done anything to deserve. No, I've shown some nudity, but I won't show much nudity anymore. No, I'll still do it sometimes, but let me. Um, there should be an option, like make this one a click for more, you know, and the rest you could have. Anyway, so um, so Bert Kreischer had my records, and, I, and he didn't give them back to me, and I got banned off Twitter because I wrote, Bert, if you don't give me back my mom's Mabley and my cars, that's a band and an and a old-timey comedian, if you don't give me back my mom's Mabley and my cars, I'm going to kill you, I'm going I'm to home invade, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to home, no, no, it's like, I'll kill you, if you don't give me back my mom's Mabley and my cars, I'm going to home invade your family, something like that. And Twitter's like, no, you're banned, because uh, it's a threat of violence. And it's like you try to get to them, and it's like a separate thing where you actually can't get to a human. That's why Patreon is better, actually. I, I had this thing where I was shadow banned on there. And we're to give due where due is good. You know, we're due is, you know, I give credit where credit is due. I didn't say, like, fuck you, I've been shadow banned. That means if you search my name, Ari Shafir, Ari Shafir, Skeptic, Skeptic Tank, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, nothing would come up. So the only way to get on my Patreon is to type in patreon.com slash Skeptic Tank which holds you back from getting people. And somebody was like, dude, you've for sure been shadow banned. And instead of going, why the fuck do you guys shadow ban me? I told you this when I met with you. When I met with you and said I have issues about joining up, I knew I'd be shadow banned or I'd be banned completely from, for content. Instead of doing that, I just emailed my contact over there and I told her, I was like, hey, I'm not coming up in searches. Don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I just signed up a few weeks ago, but I'm not showing up in searches. Want to know what that's all about. Is anything to be done to fix it? So she looked and she said, yeah, it looks like you've been flagged as having pornographic material. Uh, I can clearly see that that's not the case. So I'm taking that flag off your account right now. 
and you should be good to go. Should be showing up in searches. So I think with some of this shit, with people like internets, like like devious and and trying to work against the right wing or the left wing or whatever, I think some of it is just like computer oversight. You're dealing with the fucking computer. Now, Patreon has somewhere you can actually go to. So they were able to look at it real quick. Twitter does not. So all I would do is, hey, guys, I'm exaggerating. I'm not not really going to kill my friend. That's my friend, Bert. Uh, I've been to his house. His wife has made me jam. Um, and they're like threat of violence. I'm like, but it's not a real threat of violence. Just me saying I'll kill you is not a real threat of violence. That's just a literal taking of the words. That's not. A, I'm not threatening violence. More of a threat of violence is some some guy, some internet, some Netflix like YouTube, uh, not YouTube, some internet like action star, Netflix action star. I he wrote to Shane Gillis and he goes. Yeah, if you're sorry, come, come by me and I'll show you how sorry you'll be. Like, say that to my face. Or if I ever see you, you'll be sorry. If I ever see you, you'll be sorry is more of a threat than I'll kill you. Do you see how why? Because of the intent behind it. If you take away the intent, if you have no idea, then sure. Oh, man, I felt like telling the guy, like, you're a fucking pussy. You ain't going to do anything. His tour schedule's right there. You just talk a big game. Fuck you, pussy bitch. Um, I didn't write that. I didn't want to get involved. So I didn't want to write back at every single person. Because it's a nonstop loop. That's the problem. So anyway, so me saying to Bert, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to home invade your family. First of all, that's not a normal thing people do is home invasion. That's just not a normal thing people do. And for me to do all that, to murder a friend and to, I guess, take as captives his wife and his two beautiful children, um, that's an exaggeration. I think we see that, if you knew me, um, is and the bots don't, the, the Twitter bots who are looking for it, don't know me and don't know my relationship, they don't see that exaggeration. And the exaggeration is where the humor lies. So when people go, there's not even a joke there, it's like, okay, well, you can apply that to this joke too, which actually got a lot of retweets and a lot of people got joy out of it. A lot of people laughed at me telling my friend Bert that I'm going to kill him and home invade his family. They actually laughed at that. But where's the joke there? Well, you can't find it. Because it doesn't have a, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? It didn't have that kind of setup. So the laughs are derived from another source. Because comedy has evolved past you guys. And it's not a question of where's the joke. There is no joke in saying, hey, I'm going to home invade your family. The joke is the exaggeration of how angry I am about something as simple as Burt Kreischer having my records and me having to get to them later want to hear a funny extra twist of that story i didn't even have a record player at the time i had no way to even play them fuck bert fuck bert by the way for the sober october challenge we're, we're down to like one kind of muddled thing mixed with something else and i say we just do one thing personally oh no is that not recording Ugh. um personally i say we do I think we do a reading challenge. That's my thing. Just see how many pages you can read. We can all fucking suggest like a couple books, and that'll be the that'll be the the, the crop of books we choose from. It's like two or three each from the four of us. Now we have we have you know eight to twelve books, and we can choose any of those. And most pages read wins. Let's do a mental health thing. That's what I like, but um, it doesn't benefit anybody. I'm a slow reader too. And you know, Bert's not going to retain the knowledge. Anyway, the point is, Bert is still alive and well. 
the joke was had. I'm back on Twitter. And when somebody makes a joke about like, I wonder how Chinatown got started, and you boil it all down from, oh no, it's probably not, oh, these immigrants all moved here, the women are already here, looked out for the other ones, and then soon they shut up shops, and they were able to say like, well, uh, we have places that speak Chinese here, or Mandarin, excuse me, um, you can come here and you can be in a you know, group of people in this, you know, the early 1800s or whatever, uh, where people speak your language, you can get the food you like, they do the same thing in in Shanghai now, they have expat areas, you know, where the expats kind of all live and they eat burgers. The same way uh, the Asians all here eat Chinese food and we're like, oh, I'll do that for a lark. The Chinese in China eat burgers for a lark. And the, the, the expats are all like, dude, I'm Chinese doubt. I've had enough fucking food where it's looking back at me. Um, I'm good. I just want some pizza and burgers. So they eat food of their own, uh, you know, regions where they came from. So, and then, you know, more and more and more immigrants started coming. They built up the areas. They started having their own, like, um, uh, congresses and, like, and, 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 and whatever, you know, people who ran the governments, that's the word. And then Chinatown got started. Now, that's not funny. Here's a, that's all that went into it. Here's a funnier way. Some old racists go, put them chinks in here. You see the exaggeration there? It's so minimizing from what really happened that that's where the humor lies. Anyway, whatever. They went to that. The internet mob went crazy and was like, we got to get rid of them. Um, <laughs> Saturday Night Live didn't properly vet their comedians. But it's like, no, they did. They looked to see who was funny. That's how they vet people. That's how they vet people. W- what are you talking about? He's not going to be a Supreme Court justice. He ain't running for Congress. He ain't representing you. He's, just, he's there to write sketches. And add a couple jokes to a sketch everybody else wrote. By the way, this is the television show. I don't even want to say this because this came from somebody I know. But, like, it's out there. After Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump, their comedic take was sitting a woman dressed as Hillary Clinton at a piano and then just playing a serious song. I think it was, like, Imagine by John Lennon. Played it all the way through. No joke there at all. Not an attempted joke. Didn't elicit any laughter. Where's your? That's not even funny for that. Because well, he wasn't trying to be funny. Is that what it is? You guys think that he wasn't trying to be funny? Or or you're saying it doesn't matter? I, I here's the here's the problem with, with just so you guys don't understand. When you tell some comedians that if they fail. It's okay because they're trying to like a developing comedian. If they fail this direction, it you know what? None of this is fucking funny. I just realized. I'll just finish this up, then we'll start the episode. If they fail in this direction, um, making jokes about traffic, no big deal. You'll just you'll just won't get booked because you're not funny. But if you fail in this direction with race, your whole career is in jeopardy. Um, if you win, if you hit it and you you make it funny, then probably you're fine. But if you don't make it funny, the, 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 the punishment for failure is not just a bomb in a room or on a podcast where like less people listen. Um, the punishment is you have to go away or, or do a job out of the public eye for forever. Um, although it's definitely going to extend it to FedEx jobs and stuff like that, you know, like regular like Walmart greeter jobs. Um, they'll definitely keep extending that. And so that's the punishment for a developing comic of if you want to walk the line or figure out where the line is, um, you really can't. They've really de-incentivized you from, 
from walking along on any sort of like misogyny or racism or even like, let's say, a, a school shooting joke. Um, that's also in a world where it's like, no, if you fail with that and they write you up, you could get fired from an unrelated job, from a job you didn't even know you applied for yet. So what you're doing is you're telling a bunch of comedians, stay safe. That's kind of what Adbusters is fighting against. They want these wild strokes in, in their art. They want you to be out there and try some crazy shit. Be Andy Kaufman. Fail if you want. Be able to fail. Because then if you're going to figure it out and you get the line down, then you're going to get some great stuff. If you stop somebody in the early stages of maybe he's like figuring out where the line is racially, he might be one of the b- biggest social commentator comedians of all time and you're stopping him in his tracks. So a young comic now, it's, it's no, it's absolutely not worth it. If you hear, I, I, maybe I do want Saturday Night Live. I don't think Shane Gillis ever really wanted Saturday Night Live. But if someone, and it wouldn't have been bad though, but if someone does want it, you're telling them, well, if you want this, you're going to have to be really safe in your comedy as you start to develop. And I know a lot of older comics are going to say like, no, the best way to be is to really try some shit. Go out there, be willing to fail. And you're going to have to go to them, no, no, I think it's play it safe and like really limit the amount of like where I go in my comedy. It's one of those things where I'm surprised that more comedians aren't defending them. Because remember John Denver defending rap? Do you remember that? Mike Lawrence said this to me, but it's, but it's really true. When, when, when they were coming down on rap really hard, Kitty Dukakis or whoever it was, uh, Al Gore's wife, whoever it was, um, was trying to get – they ended up settling on putting labels of like explicit material. Um, God damn it. This is so fucking long. Anyway, John Denver, clean-ass John Denver, Rocky Mountain High and, and um, all that shit. He was like, no, this is really wrong. He went and defended the rappers. And people were like, well, why? But you, you, don't even, you don't curse. You don't talk about you know, fucking bitches and you're raping someone at, during a break-in at a, at, a, um, at a bank robbery. It was a legit rap song where one of the lyrics was about how he, Easy e was raping someone during a, during a robbery of a bank robbery. He robbed a bank and saw some woman and just... And so John Denver was defending that. This clean guy was going, no, you can't tell rappers what to do. You have to let people do the kind of art they want to do. I'm surprised there aren't more comedians, like clean comedians and alt comedians who aren't going like, guys, whether or not the joke was funny is ridiculous is irrelevant. Let people make jokes. They're not coming to your work to do it. It's the same thing with Louis C.K. with that Parkland thing. People are like, well, you wouldn't say that to a survivor. And it's like, right, exactly. I would not make that joke to a survivor. But guys, just so you know, when my mother and father are in the room and I'm with my family, I don't curse as much because I know my audience. And Shane Gillis' audience is not the people coming to his podcast to look angrily at what he's saying. His audience is people who are tuning into his podcast. Who are subscribers. <sighs> it's a weird world. And I think it sends a, such a terrible message to a developing comic. And I know the, the minimizers will go, no, the message is just don't be racist. It's, it's too minimizing. That's, that's not the case. That's not the case. Just don't be racist is not the case. I mean, it was like those people were talking about women in the, in the, in the 90s. Were like, just no means no. It's that simple. It's like, it's, well, it's not that simple. 
because you have blacked out women who are drunk, who you, who are saying fully yes, you have to say no to. It's not that simple. A racist says, no, that guy's black. I'm not hiring him. Comedian uses the fact that there is racism in the world to elicit laughter. But it wasn't funny. It doesn't matter. That's what he was going for. He was trying for that. He wasn't coming to bother you. He was doing it in this small, private little thing, trying for laughter. And maybe it wasn't funny. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm saying it's irrelevant. We got to start this episode. We got to start this episode. Come see me in Madison this weekend, Brea next week, and then um, and Winnipeg this week, and then um, and then Texas, the second, third, and fourth. Uh, does anyone have an in for Cowboys tickets for me and my opener? Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's start the episode. It's all about wrestling. It was my first wrestling event. I was fucking loved it. And I, Sal was there. I actually invited him. I was like, Sal, do you want to get tickets? I have four tickets. Do you want to come? And he goes, I have tickets. I was about to call you to invite you. Why don't you come sit with me? I'm like, no, I'm going to go with myself. Um, I went with my girlfriend and my, our two friends and just loved it. It was just such a crazy fun production. It was WWE SmackDown on September 10th. Um, the night before the Jews' greatest victory. 9-11. We planned it, and we got it. How is that even funny? All he said was the Jews plan 9-11. With what's coming after us right now, to further that is irresponsible. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shavir, Skeptic Tank, episode 366. Next week, Big J Okerson, talking about smoking. Uh, it's called Dragon Lady. Uh, the week after that, I think I'll do the Milo episode. If not, a solo podcast about, about uh, Sober October, because that'll be 24th, 30th. That'll be, yeah, 30th. Okay. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. But maybe the Milo episode, which is one of the best episodes I've ever done about trolls, about trolling. And I think actually, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty apt to what's happening right now. So ladies and gentlemen, let's start the episode. Ari Shaver Skeptic episode. Oh, I've got to do this intro with, with Sal. Okay, I'm gonna, Sal's dates are coming right now. Here we go. Sal's dates right now. Sal's got too many dates, so this is the end of my intro, and I want to let Sal <laughs> say his dates right now um, before I forget him. He'll say him again at the end, but here, okay, so many. First of all, Youngstown, that's where the Youngstown Brown is. That's what Tony Hinchcliffe says. The worst weed in America is from Youngstown, Ohio. No, it's called the Youngstown I Brown. steer clear. Yeah. What are your dates, Sal? What do you got coming up? Okay. A- everything? Just, tr- just I okay. Mean, yeah, okay. This is coming out tonight, so. Yeah. Okay. December 12th and 13th, I have two the at the Wilbur. Wilbur. They're already on sale yeah. in Boston at the Wilbur, already on sale. This is you solo. Me solo. Uh, and they are selling out. So if you're going to go, please up. go. Okay. And uh, maybe I'll add another one. And then I am announcing a theater tour uh, soon. And it'll be on SalvalCounterComedy.com. For the guys and I, we are at Mohegan Sun Arena on New Year's Eve uh, in Connecticut. We have the cruise February 10th to the 14th out of Miami going to the Bahamas. February 12th is my birthday. Yes, yes. You did it on purpose, I assume. I did. Okay, so thanks. You, I appreciate you'll, you'll be there. Yeah. And, then, um, <laughs> and then we're doing a, a tour um, over the pond there. We're going to October 10th to the 20th. <laughs> Belfast, Birmingham, Newcastle, Cardiff, Bournemouth, Glasgow, Manchester, London, and Dublin. That's October 10th to the 20th. Let me tell you the place I've been to. My favorite place is here. We're Where going is to right the here? O2 Arena. Glasgow is a great place to watch drunk. Oh, you're there on a Tuesday. You still watch some drunks. Manchester, I got acid. 
Uh, London's obviously London. It's great. And then Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah. Got so much fun. And then, and then, and then, then here. Uh, that's me and, and that's the guys. The tenderloins. That's the guys and I. That's the tenderloins. dot com. And then we're also going to. Portland, Maine, Binghamton, New York, Youngstown, Ohio, all in December. And then in January, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Dayton, Ohio. And then we're here back in New York for Radio City Music Hall. You should call that, I know you won't, you should call that the trash tour. And it is just the fucking trash parts of America. The tour I mean, is already really got them. This is the. This is by the way. This is the could very. You call it the trash leg of the tour. This is the trash leg. We could maybe sponsored do. by Staten Island. This is the very end yeah. of a, a pl- two year plus tour. Dude, you guys were on the top ten list of fucking earners. How crazy was that? I was crazy, dude. That was crazy. We were looking. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then this one was like, wait, wait, what? And and I'll tell you, <laughs> Sal and his buddies. You know what we did too? We played craps with. We went from. Uh, we reduced our touring. We used to do uh, 70 to 80 cities. And this, we ranked number 10. We're doing like, I think it was 45 or 50 cities. Fuck. So we, we cut it down because of our schedule. And yeah. that, that, that allowed me actually, Silver Lining, to go out solo. Actually like- but if we would have done the, the business that we did the year before, yeah. I think we, we, we calculated we would have been around like. What? Between two and four. Wow, and really? Yeah. Damn. People don't really realize it. You no. know. Yeah, because we're not really like because people don't also put us in akin to a single stand-up solo show. It's just a live event, right. and when they get there, they see that you know it's a mixed bag of things. But but uh, but that's, you're say, talking man, about that, like the pole star thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I will say though that like on your own, you stand as a comic. Like I like when you work out at like New York Comedy Club and Thank stuff. You, buddy. It's like you're that's, there, so like that's, that's great. That you're actually like doing your own thing now and like spreading your well, things. You know? That's a big stamp of approval from someone like you. So I really do. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I am the best. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please uh, help me start this episode. Ari Shapiro, Captain Take, Episode Three Sixty Six, Smackdown with Sal Volcano. I almost said Big J. Starts now. Okay, you turkey nuts. That was my first event. Was the SmackDown January third? I guess according to this, first live wrestling live, event ever. No, I've been to some local events, bar shows, independent shows, independent shows, uh, cafe, uh, gymnasiums, and things like that. Uh, uh, there was one in in Edinburgh. Yeah, that Colt Cabana would. would oh yeah, in. for sure. Yeah. Um, those are fun too. Yeah, those uh, are really great too. They got like in with because there's no room, so once they go in the crowd, they're like they're just using the actual environment. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to one in Toronto, 
with like 30 comedians out of 200 total people. That's great. So they, they let us take over. The, the smaller shows, the bar shows, the independent shows, they're always, I, they're always a lot of fun yeah. for multiple reasons. One, because everyone who goes is a diehard fan. And two is just like it, there's something about just that rawness of it, and also you're really going to get an eclectic mix of wrestlers, like some that aren't that experienced, mm-hmm. which some might think that is not as exciting. But I, I, I think it's kind of fun to like watch and be like, what the fuck's going to happen here? Because <laughs> I, I like you know because because even like you know even bad could be like fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a lot more comedy wrestling. There was yeah. a lot more comedy. Uh, but I feel like I've seen that start to like, I don't know, move over to to the WW. I started on WWF, so yeah, no, but no, it's, since the inception, comedy's been part of it. There's, there's oh, okay. comedy acts, you know, there's people that are meant for comedy. That's the, that, that's yeah. the that, that's what they're dealt. That's their gimmick. You know, some people the gimmick is some like you know it could be horror or comedy, but right. some people don't necessarily have a gimmick. They have a character, which is a gimmick. But like yeah, comedy. The thing about the a gimmick and the thing about comedy yeah. is that how far is it? Like people will say, like you know, how far? How far will it last you? You know, because it, ultimately you want to be in big card match, like main card matches, not yeah. mid card or whatever. Like ultimately you just oh, you could be a very successful mid card wrestler your whole life, right. but like it, I think for someone to be at the very top of the chain, I think in my opinion at least. It's a little difficult to get there if you just the gimmick is just for the laughter. Yeah, like there's usually a um, there's usually a a spot or a match or two each show where that's like the like the comedy spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you need it. You definitely need it. The production was so fucking big just from the start. You're like, whoa. I mean, I've been to UFCs in that same stadium in Madison Square Garden. Sure. So and it was similar. Yeah. But well, you, my friend, should see WrestleMania. Why? Because it's usually in a in a stadium, so mm-hmm. it's eighty thousand, and really, and everything you saw in the garden times it by like I would say five or more. You mean the crazy big moments and stuff? Not just the moments, not just the show, but the surprises, but like the production is what you're talking about. Yeah, the screens they, they might have a, a, a like, I'm not joking, maybe like a 300 foot 4K screen. Like the whole thing becomes a screen. Whoa. Pyrotechnics, fireworks, planes flying overhead. Really? I, I mean, everything. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl every year. It's a, it is the Super Bowl of wrestling, and uh, also the entrances. Everything is stepped up. So and and usually because it's in a stadium, the ramp to the ring is maybe five times longer than and so like a lot of times people will utilize that time like people like triple h who he's known for his entrances every year so he'll come in with a cavalcade of motorcycles and things of that nature so it's like it's just amplified times 100 do they for these do they decide like what do they just get a few people to come for who are the big names for what for like the smackdown no, no, they have everybody. That was they, everybody. No, so what they so what WWE, uh, WWE did in the last couple of years, they did what was called a brand split. Yeah. So Raw and SmackDown, Raw is the you know I think Raw is the longest running serial television ever. It's been running for twenty four years every Monday night. There's like thousands of episodes. Okay. SmackDown started thereafter, but um, it used to just be you know five hours of programming amongst everyone. But what they did was they split, they called it a brand split and they had a draft. And so they put half of the wrestlers on one and half of the other. So then it, I guess incentive to watch one, if you want to see that person, So the same people would come over, over again and to stoke 
competition between the brands thinking that any competition is good competition and then you'd have every once in a while you'd have a pay-per-view where you'd meld both together and, and you get to see you never get to see them all together and you do get to see them together and Wrestlemania is like something like that the Wrestlemania is everything yeah okay. uh, but it, it, I mean you, who, depending on who you talk to that was hit, hit or miss um but, you know, like, because then they started doing these things where there was, like, all these caveats and rules. Oh, there's a wild card rule, and what? this person can be directed to that one. Or, or, or He has three times that he can go appear whenever he wants, or he can throw, a, you know, it's almost like a get-out-of-jail-free. And it's like, then you start forgetting the rules and who's on what brand and what night. Yeah, but and, what you want is just the drama and the fucking... And that's it. Just the track yeah. talking like these guys... I, but you get all that. So what you saw on, on SmackDown was also still whoever's on SmackDown. But every year, they shuffle it. Yeah. So and they they redra- like they'll what they'll do is they'll do, they'll call it a superstar shakeup. So after the draft initially every year they'll go all right this this week is the shakeup and they they do it like in a business way where like people are signing contracts to leave that brand to go to the other brand. It's all, all WWE. It's all yeah. It's all show. WWE and it's all you know work. At work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you know the you know the term work. I didn't know how much you knew about wrestling. I know a little bit. Okay. 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 Well, because work also overlaps with um, some uh, trolls. I'm a troll. Sure. So that's when you have to be like, is this real or a work? Right, right, right. Yeah. And, 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 but, but sometimes person. they don't tell the wrestlers. A lot of times the wrestlers get the information last hand, uh, like last moment. Um, or really? Like I, I think I remember – I think actually the wrestlers might not have known – where they were going until they found out live. I, I think that might have been the case, which I, I think you know, would have lent to better television, but yeah. you know, I, don't, I don't know. It's not like, though, like where if you get traded in the NFL, like now I have to move my family to another city. You're always on the road regardless. You're on the Probably road regardless. the same markets. Yeah, most wrestlers are stationed in the same places. A lot of it, most of it's Florida. Some of it's Connecticut. Some of it's L.A. Why? Well, that's where all the training facilities are. A lot of them go to places where, like, well, the WWE headquarters is in Connecticut, okay. and a lot of the training facility. And then there's the Florida. Uh, their development program was in Florida, so a lot of people go there to start there. And then there's no reason to leave there because that's where they made their home when they were they, when they were developing and stuff like that. Yeah. So and and a lot of people live in or some people will live in like hubs that are the best for travel, you know, like that. But I would say most wrestlers live in Florida. How many of these do you go to? Okay, so slash watch or whatever, yeah, for sure. So I was into wrestling as a kid, okay, uh, just like anybody else. I yeah. think I stopped when I was like, I watched it through grammar school. I think you know, I watched it WWF. That's about me too. WWF. Maybe you remember that up right? to WrestleMania five ish, six ish, and I fell out of it uh, when I was twenty one. Um, yeah. uh, the, the Attitude Era was in full thrust. And and uh, ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling was this other independent thing that came out, and it was like all about fucking smashing through tables, lighting people on fire, throwing them to thumbtacks. It was never just the the Hulk Hogan version of like we're just no, wrestle, this was maybe a body slam. No, this was all. Paul Heyman, who is now with the WWE, and uh, it like there was just a lot of competition going on. There was WCW all this stuff, and my friends were still really into it, and we got this summer house, and. Uh, so they would watch it every week, and I remember distinctively being out of the loop there, but watching because they got into it. So I would like watch it in my purview once in a while. Yeah. But I never really dug in. I only got into wrestling again about four years ago or so. Someone gave us oh, tickets really? to SummerSlam again, and it was about four SummerSlams ago, and I went. It was a ball. It was so it's fun. so much fun. It was so much fun that I went 
the next. So what happens is when they have a pay per view, they usually post up in that city for you know they'll post up in that city. So if the pay per view, like so we had Barclays, SummerSlam was at Barclays, and yeah. he usually was. And so the next night, so was Raw, and the next night, so was SmackDown right. on Tuesday. So I had so much fun. I went to Raw, and Raw was better than the SummerSlam. Wow! Because a lot of times the. Um, the show after the the raw after the pay per view um, is just a lot of like you know everyone's watching because you're coming off the heels of the, like a high rating pay per view and so that's where they'll they'll start new storylines or surprises or feuds and things like that so it's it's uh, it's always one that people watch like you know what I mean yeah. so I went to that it was even more fun and I was hooked ever since that was it you were hooked I went backstage they, yeah and then wrestlers. Some wrestlers knew who I was, and and we became fast friends. And now it's now it's like holy shit. Now I'm watching as an adult. And by the way, when I was younger, kayfabe, which is like the never kayfabe is a term for making believe, suspending disbelief, yeah. and agreeing it's real. But back in the day, kayfabe, like the the public at large didn't know. Many people didn't. Well, that was the weird thing. I remember, I remember those days in like er, I was young, but I remember them like. Fighting back, They're like no, it's not fake. Oh yeah, and you're so like, oh wait, what? some and people would know it would. Some people it would be sacrilege to ever say that out loud. You yeah. have to keep the facade. Yeah, with the advent of the internet and these websites, and there's all these wrestling websites and rumor websites and gossip, and there's wrestling newsletters and news sources, yeah. and with all that, and then like reality TV and these other shows that had wrestlers, it kind of kind of went away. And now at large. Um, any wrestling fan that's even slightly more than casual, but even casual fans, we get the deal now. Yeah. But now people are enjoying wrestling at large on a way different level because now people ag- agree to suspend disbelief. The crowd, the crowd right. knows you its all, role. Right, but it's like, it's okay. We're going to really put it away from it. And the crowd knows its, its role. So fun. Yeah. But then you also get to now enjoy wrestling, loving the backstory and what's happening in the locker room and the script. And so you start to like love the production of wrestling angle too. Because if you're in the know, you get to watch the show they're putting on and then you get to also watch the real life struggles and dramas and, and, and rumors and everything about the behind the scenes. Yeah. And you get to watch both facets of that. That's what's so fascinating. I think the advent of like breaking kayfabe, I think, made people, it made, made wrestling much more dynamic and engaging, I think. Yeah. You know, you'll even see wrestlers allude to it, you, not much, but sometimes people will even allude to it on the show. You know what I mean? What not much, but Is if that- someone's doing a shoot, or they'll just go off and they might make a passing comment. But also now what they're allowed to do is if there's any backstage or locker room heat between anyone or any stories, yeah. they know that wrestling fans are, are smart. They call them marks. You know, like they're just like they know that we know. And so what they'll do is they'll take real life heat and they'll they'll write it into the script so that they're kind of like blending the worlds so that they they give you like more of a it's more of a there's more at stake you feel like more vested in it because you know oh shit he's he's running off at the mouth for something that happened for real last week and now they write it into the storyline so there's this blurred line where people you might hear people say was that a work or a shoot or what was it i know cm punk was like what colt was trying to explain to me that cm punk would like shit on the organization yeah and for again not letting his friends get bigger parts and for not like like so yeah. it's like breaking the third wall but then maintaining like but, but then they let him you. do it yeah. you know they let him do it and yeah he has his famous uh he has his famous promo they call it the pipe bomb where he came out and just sat down yeah that's the one yeah, yeah, yeah. he just sat down and he was like yeah, no, it's, it's like one of the most famous ones ever it's pretty crazy i'm not gonna show it now 
I'm just looking for this. I think I got the wrong. Yeah. So we we went to SmackDown Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I invite right, right. That's the point. I invited you randomly. So Frosty wrote me. You know Frosty. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, hey man, I know you know. Oh, were you with Frosty? What? Were you with him? I wasn't sitting next to him. Oh, okay. Oh, he was there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. So he was like, I used to sit next to him when Rogan was like, I don't have a ticket for you, but like sit behind the, right behind me. And then Frosty was the guy holding the cords. And then we just get to know each other, you know? Oh, wait. Sorry. Duh. I, you mean the guy Frosty that I met that worked for the UFC that moment? I thought you just for some reason meant somebody else. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Frosty. Um, yeah. That dude was real nice. Yeah. He's super cool. And he was like, hey, I know you've been to UFC. I want you to see like what a real. This is it. The final SmackDown before Clash of Champions. Oh, you got to see Taker come in, which is a lot of like, there's a lot of different varying opinions. That's another thing about wrestling fans. What? And they're probably just much like comedy fans is that there's a lot of, everyone's always weighing in on how they think it should be written, how they think it should be done, or what mistakes people made or what they did right. Is, is, wrestling fans are always are very opinionated. Really? And, and very vocal. And, and, and more so when they like, when they don't even like something. When they did wrong, like what do you mean? Well, because if you're educated enough, look, not even me. Like I said, I'm four years in, and I and I always go back and watch all the archives, and I because I love it so much, entertaining for me. So I've I've uh, there's people out there that they are so versed in. Every single, not even the well, WWE, the not even the WWE, right. like they just verse in the, the world of wrestling, the culture of wrestling and all that stuff. Right. But, I, you know, and then as someone who starts to, you know, to, to learn, I, I could, you know, I'm chipping away at my knowledge of yeah. it. But um, if you know the history of wrestling and you know what it, it is or what you at least want it to be or what it should be, then there's a way to run it so that. Everything's always playing to the strengths where you're writing these characters to the best of their abilities, giving them the best storylines, putting them over with the crowd, making something that's the most engaging uh, sequence of events that will happen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. And, and, and then sometimes, you know, obviously, like that's not going to go the way you want it and you're going to disagree. And, and so a lot of times they'll get criticized to be like, why would they even do this? It makes no sense if they would have done this to this character or this or, yeah. you know, and. There were some boring moments on the on the jumbotron when the I forget the one guy's like I want to fight in Clash of Titans and the other guy's like oh you can't he goes okay and it's always gonna be boring moments you're like, what the fuck was so that? one thing about now that's a little different than back then too is that the the promos that are cut now are only certain people are allowed to go off book and only certain people are allowed to really say what they want and that's not a lot such bad actors sometimes though well that's actually part of the charm of it yeah. I think a little bit too but but um. It when when it feels canned, like and the promos just kind of they're they're pushing storyline, but they're not stoking anything, or yeah. they're not really like. And part of it is that that kayfabe's gone now too. But like, if you watch promos from when we were kids, yeah, or even promos from the Attitude Era, like of The Rock and Stone Cold and those guys, yeah. it is it feels like the Wild West. It's just a little bit more, a little different, where it's like even though you know it's fake. They are. We don't know what they're going to do exactly. They, yeah, and they just you just believe it more. Yeah. Where now it tends to seem a little more canned. What's his name though? Woo, that guy. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Like yeah. he seemed like he's like I'm going to write my own shit. I'm going to oh. say it how I want. I'm oh gonna god. Say something really interesting, but I'm going to say it how I want. Any of those guys, right? Yeah, and they're not yeah. sticking to it, like. They don't sound like they're acting. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. This moment, by the way. So just like so, I don't know much about it. I remember Undertaker from a long time ago. Yeah. Right when I was getting out, he was getting in. 
Okay, sure. That's me too. You know? Yeah, me too. He just came. Yeah, and but the entrance to it with the the lights going down and the smoke. Well, you basically like, saw Whoa. what I would probably argue is the most famous wrestling entrance of all time. Him coming, well, in. arguably, yeah. And this is the normal one. The theatrics. This is yeah. it. And you, well, you so hear the bell toll. You hear the bell toll. That's a dung, and everyone. It's just like it's so slow. It's drawn out, but you just—it's <laughs> it's so great. The lights come on as his hands go. It's up. unbelievable. Now he's—he's he's really doesn't wrestle much anymore. They—they they pull him out for big matches and for ratings and things like that. And, Why? Because like and people like you know, yeah, he's just you know he's older now, and and you know part of it is because physical limitations, and the other part of it is that there's so much new talent, right. and you want to give the new talent a chance to shine, and that is one of the criticisms versus the pros and cons of having someone like him. If you look at wrestling forums or talks to wrestling fans, like, okay, people in the moment, they want to see him come out, sure. They get to see him live. Maybe they never saw him before. Yeah. And and Taker, is he's beloved. Again, he's probably top 10 wrestlers of all time or whatever it is. And he used so, to be hated, though. When he came on. Hated but loved is a difference. Right. Hated for the right reasons. If he's hated, he's doing the right thing. Right, he's right, supposed right, to be right, hated. Right. But he's loved. Oh, They're right. cheering him on. Right now, he's really more he's of a, a face. Yeah. He's, too, he's legend status. He's, nothing, he's not in any, any storylines. So he's just, we love him no matter what his But it's such is. a funny and ridiculous storyline to have where this guy comes out and be like, you should not be the one opening at Madison Square Garden. All due respect, it should be me. Yeah, yeah. You should give me the mic and get out of here. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's well. There's an example of what the real talk behind the scenes and from fans are is that stop like, giving him ten minutes yeah. of airtime when you give this. So they'll take that and they'll use it in the promo. It was so great too. It was like I think you can agree that you shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like oh, what? He's not yeah. gonna agree to that. But um, but yeah. So that would be someone's argument. So some people want to see Taker, and then the other people are like, why do you drag this guy out? Have him be at the top of the 10 minutes, and then that could have been 10 minutes that we could have seen b- b- seen a new wrestler wrestler wrestle, a new talented guy show us his skills or taking that time to put someone else over. And when you put someone over, it means that you ingratiate them to the crowd where the crowd now likes Ooh, them. who's that? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's really like a catch-22. The reason they did this was for ratings. Just you know, so they could say... Well, right now, it's like, like WWE is using a lot of older wrestlers or retired wrestlers or just... Like wrestlers that don't make appearances often, yeah. sometimes they'll use them to you know have a pop in the ratings or or you know just or even ticket sales, even also, ticket sales. Also, you could say like it's like a comedy show. You could be like um, and da- and and Dave Chappelle, and he does like a quick walk on and walk off, and which like, was what that was. Ah, I guess we'll still tune in for that, but that would. I, I'm I'm of the look. I I I love to play along and and be like, where are these storylines going? And I read the wrestling sheets and stuff like that. And I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm friends with a lot of them, so it's like it's even a different watch for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that guy that's going to get like enraged or pissed. Off. I get like sometimes, and it's not just I'm not talking WWE. I'm talking you know anything because there's other there's other like they're all smaller. But AEW is uh, is another complete different. And you're or- into that too. Organization that's a that's just starting now, and they're going to be the first people to compete with them in prime time and since wcw whoa yeah and that is because they um, buried wcw and they bought out all their guys yeah that kind of just all that went away a, a long time ago but anyway but you know like um you know it's impossible for everything to go everywhere you want right and so sometimes i love it sometimes but that's also part of it keeps you on your toes and i feel like you have to like dislike something to then like it again you know what i mean so it goes back and forth like you know what i mean if, if yeah. i it would be impossible to love it all the time. But I'm not someone who's like, ah, fuck 
this. You know, like sometimes I'm just like, it is what it is, man. I'm just happy to be watching. It does, entertains me. Yeah. Does any of this pleasure go down? Because I, me and my girlfriend and my friends we were just so amazed. You saw, it an, was like, you saw wow. an, an average show. It was an average. Yeah. Okay. And it was just like, you saw wow. a decent show. Well, you'd be like, no, that's fine. I'm not disappointed, but I'm not like, wow. I'm happy to be there. Right. It's, it's still the, it's still the, it's the, it's still the SmackDown after the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and he's just doing this long speech. Yeah. We're watching this on mute, everybody. But he's you, doing this long speech. And then it's like, wait for the fuck. Now here. Never be yeah. the same. Who's this fucking guy? This is Sami Zayn. And he's great. <laughs> Do people great. hate he's him? He's a great heel. He's a heel. No, he was he wasn't a heel, but now he is. Why? When did he turn? Um, they do that with people, you know, like it, it'll run run its course, and everyone gets a because that that moment is a great moment. He's As Irish. Wrestler, he, is that his deal? No, Sammy is a Canadian. Oh, okay. As a wrestler, you want to be given <laughs> storylines and roles that you can have fun with that are different and everything. So if you kind of exhaust something, everyone loves a heel turn too. Like a good heel is even better than a face or, or you know, like. No, so, heel turns are fun. I remember that from before where it's like. No, yeah, but it's, all, it's usually so a heel turn is always shocking. It's never like, you know. And so Why it's, would it's he a, do that? It's a holy shit moment. Yeah. You get that moment. And then you get to be, you get to operate on a completely different wavelength. I so much you rather know, be a heel. Yeah. Well, what, what, he, what he wants is booze. Booze or cheers yeah. and if he's getting booed out of the stadium yeah. he's it's basically Winning. like a standing ovation well that's what people don't understand about trolls it's sort of the same thing it is where it was like I know a guy who was troll is a perfect example of a heel New Zealand and he goes this is the, one of the greatest ovations I could get right like, I don't even believe the things you're getting rid of me for right i am just got you mad this is so wonderful you know, something a couple of weeks ago right someone had a big fat head of me in the crowd. What? On the ramp, on the way to the ring. Yeah. A big, it must have been like a five foot, a four foot thing of my stupid face. Yeah. From the TV show. And I don't think, I don't know if Sami Zayn knows who Look, I am. Look, you want to go into the ring too. He's like, easy, easy big oh, guy. Oh, the theatrics is so much <laughs> yeah. fun. It's, and it's all meant to be over the top. Yeah. It's meant to be. Um, so, <laughs> He's putting his hand out the whole time. So, okay, okay. It's just so much fun. Just hear me out. Um, yeah. so, so anyway, he got pissed off and he's screaming Sammy, in the ring. Sammy Zayn was? Screaming. And he, and, and he had to go back up the ramp to leave. And someone's holding up my face. And he went over to my face and just punched it and broke it in half. <laughs> it's on, it's online. I have it. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, what a great And uh, actually, Zach Amico, I, I, I don't know if I wrote back, but I meant to. Zach Amico tweeted it to me. And I meant to tweet it like, that's cold, man. Because it's literally, he takes it and breaks it over his knee, my face. And you face. know the guy? I you know I don't know him I think I might have said hello to him once oh, or twice okay, but okay. I I we didn't like uh, it didn't let on that I I couldn't tell you if he knew who I was or not I don't remember <laughs> it's just also just the idea of ruining someone's sign yeah which is that, that person thing. made it and yeah. bought it and brought it and paid money for it he's like now nah, I'm gonna break this yeah <laughs> it was great um, there's a fight so let's I, I'm gonna fast forward here because there's some things I already have questions about so yeah. this is just such a long lead up twelve minutes of whatever and you saw a two hour show. How Which long, I, usually. I actually had to leave because of work after the two hours. But after the two hours, they'll play the uh, two hundred five live, which is the, the weight class. I stay for that. Okay, those guys. That's actually really good wrestling. I had to leave because of work, but that's usually like some really like athletic, high flying stuff. Yeah, two hundred five. Oh, dude, it was great. Did that's you stay what... for the Fiend match, the off air match with Bray Wyatt, the the horror match at the end of two hundred five? That was off air. How was that? Yeah, how was that? Uh, it's two on one. Okay, yeah, it was two on one. Yeah, and yeah. he just beat the fuck out of those two guys real fast. Okay. He finished it by choke, literally choking a guy by the neck. Yeah. Bringing him he down. Puts it, that's his new movie. He puts his hand in their mouth and chokes him out. Yeah, and then slowly chokes him to almost to death. The guy was like fighting him and then yeah. he just like stopped. Oh, fighting. you got want to see some wild shit? I don't yeah. know when the, if you ever watched the Attitude Era. There's a WrestleMania. I forget which one it is. I think it might have been like 10 or 6, 16 or something. 
the, 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 the fucking Undertaker fights this guy, Big Boss Man, and Big Boss Man's character was that he was a prison guard. Okay, yeah. they fought in a match to the death, and at the end of the match, in the middle of the ring, he puts a noose around the big boss man, raises him up, and hangs him to death in the middle of the ring. What? It was a pay per view, and they hung someone to he death. He hung him. He died, and they brought him off the thing. It, like on TV, we were asked to believe that, that we watched a live murdered. hanging. Yeah, That's yeah. The, and also. Cops will find you if you do it on the air. Like <laughs> it's hysterical. It's just like a bad move. There's, there's another one. I, I could show you these and you will cry laughing. There's another one where, um, who was it? It was, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting who this was. What's wrong with this now? Well, let's move. Oh, pause this for a second. Okay, go ahead. That same guy, the big boss man. Yeah. There was another storyline and it's pretty friggin' epic. Um, the Big Show. Do you know The Big Show? I remember him. Yeah. So he's not around really too much right now. Um, but he is in the show. His father died and they were on location at the funeral. In, in the real f- life? No. Oh, in the okay, show. On the show. Okay. So the fun- they were at the funeral, mid-funeral service, mid. And Big Boss Man shows up, latches a hook onto the casket. Oh, no. Peels out and drags the casket out of the funeral. Oh, that's so disrespectful. It, it was, it's amongst uh, some of the best that's shit. That's so disrespectful. That's so great. <laughs> I'll show you right now. <laughs> He's got an old, old cop car. <laughs> Look at the speaker. It's a giant, like, 1920s megaphone. <laughs> His mom's consoling him. <laughs> his mom is so stunned he, he just that. asked his mother if he wants to go out with him now that she's single oh this is attitude error shit oh nice everyone goes to help this guy <laughs> leaving the cop big boss man alone with the casket yes oh, he's taking his time too. Oh my god, he's literally putting a chain on this guy's casket. <laughs> You're gonna see it the last second you can tell. <laughs> this is a real cemetery. He's riding it, trying to hold it. <laughs> That's so great. There's a there's a few you need to see. There's one where uh, Bubba Ray Dudley yeah. of the Dudley Boys, okay. who is a fr- actually a friend of mine. He um he literally wait, wait, he, he literally yeah picks up like a, a 90 year old woman and just sl- what? All right, watch. I'll show you. Hold on one second. Oh my god. May. No wait. By the way, when you look okay. 
as you're looking that up. Yeah. So this is what just finished happening here. Was the Undertaker? Okay. Look, he right. power bombs this woman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's a, a former, uh, she's like a, a, a trailblazer of women's my young. So this is the match. Don't worry, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Because it's the last one you'll ever take. Uh, what the Somebody help her! Let's do this fight going on. Ready? Watch this. Watch this. She's legitimately 85 years old. Oh my god. Oh my god. He jumps off the ledge. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Oh my god. You'd never see that now, but why is he all dazed like that? He's like in a psychotic trance kind of. Oh my god. He bought she's old old. Amazing. I right? love the refs like stop, stop. Get out of here. Stop. I love the refs, too. Did you ever see uh, Booker T accidentally drop the N-word? No. Okay, watch this. One more. This will be the last okay. one. Okay. <laughs> this is the most famous wrestling botch. You want to oh, you want to laugh? You should, you should look up Botchamania or WrestleBotch on Instagram. Shout out. Yeah. Um, it's just clips of all different things. Fun things. Like, really? just all, all like, like messed up moves, blown spots, or just like... Wrestles like overselling something, which is the greatest thing. But it's 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 so much fun. Dude, Cole Caban has a show in Edinburgh. They do every night. Yeah, uh, he used to do it with Burns, and now he's doing it with Hastings. But it's just like crazy small wrestling stuff, but clips, and you just have to comment on them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And he's it's like, he's like, just don't say it's fake. Everything right. else, comment on. Oh fuck. <laughs> he immediately put his hands on his head. Yeah. You nigga. Because <laughs> he knows that's the WWF days of like. That's, a, that's a, of one like of the most famous spin promos ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, probably more loud now. Yeah, that, I mean, that was. That as a word now is from, from a black guy. is like, yeah, it's fine. Then, yeah. Wow. So look, so you go from this great opening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then to this, these late, who's this dude? So that's Shane McMahon. That's Vince McMahon's real life son. Who on the show plays? He runs SmackDown. He's the commissioner of SmackDown. It's it's all fake. Yeah. In real life, I I don't know exactly what position he holds. What uh, he might be like CEO. This is though. What's L- that? Listen to this. Look how bad this is. He's watching it. You know, what you've been doing is like everybody's been talking about it. I mean, your match with Andrade and the King of the Ring qualifier, I mean, unbelievable. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, I mean, you're on fire. Just keep it rolling. Thank you. Uh, but listen, in case you didn't know, Elias has broken his ankle. And That's he real. Longer compete in the That's King real. Of the Ring. Elias is, was hurt. I don't know if it was a real broken ankle. Straight to the finals. Well, you know, it, before you interrupted me, listen... Uh, it's just such bad acting. Quite a bit about tournaments. And the king of the yeah, it's wrestling. <laughs> the Chad Gable's even right. worse. You don't want to buy. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want a freebie to get up there. You want to earn your way. Right? You want to earn your way. So just to let you know you are competing tonight. Um, I haven't quite figured out who the opponent's going to be, but it's either be somebody from Raw or SmackDown, even someone that's been eliminated already. Okay? So I know you're up for the challenge. All right? As soon as I figure this out, I'm going to let you know. Sounds good to me. Okay. It'll be soon. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Why was that even? I love this extended look too. 
Well, the extended look is everybody. That's I say to every promo. That's, like, that's, like, that's one of my favorite uh, things. So proper shit. Yeah. Um, why did they even have to show that to the crowd? That was shown on the Jumbotron. No, why, no, why you have they to. Even showing that? Oh, you have to, especially to the, the crowd there and the crowd home because that's moving along the storyline of Chad Gable and him. You, you, if you don't know that, you don't know why. So what happened was they're having this tournament. Yeah. In real life, Elias, I think, got injured, couldn't do it. Okay. So they had to like give him a different opponent, and it ended up being Shane, I think, right? So Chad Gable is like this young wrestler who's like, super talented, and, and everyone's waiting for him to get like a nice push. Yeah. And so they're doing that now, and so it's just... It was just part of the story, and you have to show these. All the, all but this is like not even like usually. I'm used to promo shit. When we were little, it was just about like promoing the fight. Yeah, like I'm gonna kill you this night. It's gonna be like you can't. You're not gonna do that. But now it's it's a lot. It's a lot more storyline. So you have to um, you you have to use these thing these interstitials to move story instead of like this guy's gonna be fighting somebody next week. No, it has to be a drama. You know, you have to be. Has but to be I mean, drama. overall, that's what you're trying to say too. For sure. This is, this is make no here's mistake, this care. is a soap opera. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a live soap opera. <laughs> this is my favorite move right here. I just want to show you this. It's a, uh, okay, who's this Asian dude? That's Shinsuke Nakamura. And he's just there as a guest. Judge, because well, he hates The Miz or whoever's about to fight? He's there because in reality, yeah. it's going to move the storyline along. Yeah. So this is part of the story that he's there. I think That's The Miz on top, on the left? Yeah, now? that's Mike. Yeah, The Miz, yeah. You know him. I do know Mike, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite move is going to come up, but I love the idea that, like, this is fine wrestling. Here's the comedy part that I really, damn, that's a good move. Yeah, Andrade's play. Shinsuke's great, too. They're talented. You know what I, I I'll say it later with these girls, but it, when you're actually there at the production, something happens. Damn, these are, like, good wrestling moves. You know, yeah, man, dude, it, it takes. Do you appreciate a lot. the good ones and the ba- and like the bad ones? Are like, dude, you on, step in there. You know like how hard it is to even wrestle for five minutes. You have to be so conditioned; it's unbelievable, and it is. It it takes so so much. Yeah, that's why I. It, it, there's so much about this wrestling. Move, this I mean, move, yeah. When yeah, they both great. just sit there and pose, yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, that's my that's my friend Thea right there. Who the lady? Yeah, she that goes, was such a cool. She move. goes by Zelina Vega now. Her name's Thea Trinidad. Shout oh, out to and that you. to me was like, oh, that's comedy wrestling. We're like, they're still they were at a high level doing shit. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, and then it's like, let's do a joint pose with my manager. It's great, it's so yeah. much fun. I really enjoyed that. I'm yeah. like, this is great. What a I, fun time we're I know, having here. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, a best match will have every element in it. Right, it'll have. It'll, it'll be coming It'll be built in Somewhere along A really good storyline yeah. Possibly that you might Have been watching For a few weeks okay. Or even more Right It'll have Ups and downs You know what I mean it'll, The pacing will be Like slower and faster Ebbs and flows There'll be some comedy in it There'll be real stakes in it yeah. um, You know like They'll play to the crowd like Each it, match a, a, a great that's what makes a great match right. you want to be invested you want to be th- 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 there has to be stakes in the match you want to root someone you want to hate someone yeah. and you want you know you want to see you know good athleticism and you want to see some comedy and you want to see some <laughs> you want to see somebody rake some rake some guy's yeah. eyes you know so like you know if you're just going to throw together a match where it's just one guy fighting another guy or girl girl whatever you want um, it's 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 like, eh, you know, I want to be, I want to be more invested. Oh, that looked tough. Yeah, was that the old days of wrestling, like the like the like nineteen twenties like traveling things, where it's like twenties? I don't know, but like when we were kids, like in the eighties, it was just more about, yeah, there was no real storyline. It was like this guy. It's all character. 
Yeah, it's all character. It's just week to week who's fighting. I mean, there, there might have been a storyline over weeks, but it wasn't. It didn't really get to the level that we have now. It was just more like, I hate you, I hate you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Maybe someone hurt their ribs, and you know they'll, you know, when they're trying to work over like a, you know, when they 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 have an injury, and then that's that's another thing. They're like, what they need to do, they they have to build up, um, adversity. Yeah. So that when the wrestler wins, he's overcome adversity. So it's bigger, it's better. It is. So too. someone's no hurt. Ever... Someone's fighting, and someone oh, keeps what was it. The, what move was that? What 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 was it? It was a backwards. Took his neck. Went backwards. It was so cool. He'll say it. Put it on. Pull on volume a little bit. It's coming up. Completely detrimental to Miz's opportunity Sunday. Oh, but now knee right to the face. Miz on a roll here. I think it's the opposite. Iron sharpens iron right here. Miz wants to be on top of this game. Ahead of Sunday. Backbreaker, neckbreaker combo. Backbreaker, neckbreaker combo. Put away on Andrade. You know what I love? Even when you... <laughs> She's so great. She's so upset. And they, they know. Hard. Like, they know when that camera's going to hit them. You oh, know, like, they, 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 they know when they have to hit certain marks. Because the marks, the, like, there were certain spots, I should say. Because the spots move the storyline. Yeah. So you need to see that from her to know what she's feeling. Like, so, like, you know what I mean? There's certain things. Like, they, a lot of times wrestlers, like, they will know the certain spots they have to hit. They might know, like, how, how long the match is going to be. Yeah. And they might know how it ends. And they might know some, some spots and, and moves that they want to do, that they make sure to do. But in, in between, they're connecting the dots. Yeah. You know, and they might rehearse stuff and a lot of stuff. You know, the, you know how this is going, right? They're actually speaking to each other during this. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I know and, that. you know, the ref has an earpiece to the back, to the control room, and they're directing the ref to also talk to them. So everything that's going on is orchestrated. Wow. They don't really hide it. You know, like, they're, they're right behind that entrance ramp in a place they call Gorilla Position, which is named after Gorilla Monsoon. You remember him? No. When we were little, Gorilla Monsoon. I don't remember him. The capacity crowds going wild. He hit him in the lateral collateral. That he him and Bobby Heenan when we were little, and, and like uh, and like uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, for sure. And and Vince McMahon. They were the commentators when we were younger. Gorilla Monsoon was a former wrestler, championship wrestler, who then was the commentator. Capacity mm-hmm. crowds running wild. He used to have all those taglines and stuff. Uh, anyway, he used to. That's where he used to be. And so I just mean, love how she can't even believe that her wrestler boyfriend could be losing a wrestling fight. Yeah, it's yeah. like out of the realm of possibility. She's never even examined. I'm not sure she plays his girlfriend well, so much as his manager. manager. Yeah, she's oh, this she's actually part. married so to another wrestler. Up. So now they have beef, right? Yeah. The, See, that's it. The so Miz he, and Suzuki. Yeah. Now you, we know that's happening, right? You, you, if he's there, that means you know right, it's going right. to happen. He comes yeah. out, and they did the same thing with what's his name's daughter too. Later, yeah. <laughs> he throws that dude right at him. And he's just out. I love how sometimes they take 50 shots to the face and they're okay. One time it's just one shot and they're down for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, can I ask you about the mat slam sound? The mats? Yeah. Sure. When you're in the room. Okay. It sounds fine right here. Yeah. It it's all mic. Right it's all mic. I know, but in the room it sounds so mic. Insane, yeah. It's like, un, like unrealistic. Like a shockingly high amount of like... even I think the, the louder the better, really. It just sounds like put on. Like that sounded like a mat was slammed, but in the room it sounds like... Sure, well, it I think it sounds it need- like you're broadcasting the sound. Sure, but it needs to be... Well, the, that sound's coming over the PA. Yeah. But it needs to be that loud, you know... 
That was a blown spot, unfortunately. Yeah. And now they just got to like recover. It was a hard spot. Yeah, it sounds fine on TV. In the room, it sounds way fake. But you want it. You think it sounds fake, but it, it really is more impactful. Sort of, but then maybe from where I was sitting, far out of hub, it sounded like off by a, like a, like a millisecond. The sound like, probably because it's coming through yeah, the PA. So it's like, if that wasn't hooked up to the system, you wouldn't hear it that, like, like that loud in, yeah. in an arena. Oh, this guy's great. Kicked him right in the fucking face. He's not taking it. Suzuki, what's his name? <laughs> he's Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Yeah, he's, he's badass. Yeah, he's badass. I kind of like him. We all agreed like he was our favorite right away. Oh, he's got oozing charisma. He came in, he made a big splash, and then they didn't use him for a while. Now they finally give him. Yep. Wow. And so a clash of champions are going to fight? That was last night. Okay, so you know some statistics that happened that I don't know. Who yes. won this? Uh, Shinsuke or, or Miz? You want to know? Yeah. I be- I'm pretty sure it was Shinsuke. I like that. Fuck the Miz, dude. He's a bitch. That's what he. But, well, right now he's a face, which means that he is supposed to like he's supposed to cheer for him. But in general, and 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 Fuck the reputation. Miz is, I mean, Miz, cool. Miz is known as one of the best heels in wrestling by wrestling fans. Really? Yeah, absolutely. People love to hate him. They love him. He does his job well. He's great on the mic. Um, he's great as a heel character. He's you're supposed to be a bitch. You're supposed to be a cheater. You're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, you, all the things that you're supposed to be, he nails it when he does it. Wow. People love him as a, as a heel. Yeah, but. I'm rooting against him. I don't root for sales. You're I supposed like to. Respect. Well, Wait. He, they did it. I'm glad. I'm glad Suzuki won because Suzuki is, is not his a name. Punk. Shinsuke. Punk. Shinsuke. Um, the constant commercials they have in between. I guess when the commercials are going on on TV. Yeah. But the commercials they have at Madison Square Garden, sure. it is overwhelming. Yeah. How much they're fucking throwing shit at you. Oh, they are. They are essentially. They are. Just a, an advertising machine. It's non Pumping merch and, and shows and a promotion machine is what they are. And that's, that's how they built this empire. It's just, that's it, man. They got money coming in from all sorts, but it's like at some point, uh, Endorsements, like, oh. merchandise, appearances. But it's like they'll show a Skittles Charities, commercial. everything. Absolutely, yeah. that too. But to show a Skittles commercial, instead of just showing a Skittles commercial, they're like, well, we're going to make our own Skittles commercials with only WWF people. Oh, they got soldiers. They just dispatch every, all these, all these people are just, it's like almost like, a, it's almost like the, the Wu-Tang, the Wu-Tang clan. They yeah, yeah. divide and conquer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, these chicks were pretty cool. I'm friends with Daria too. Not Mandy Rose, the black-haired one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've met her, but I think um, she's heavy metal. Sonya Deville. Yeah, she's she's pretty freaking badass. She was actually in real life. She was MMA for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, she's from Jersey. Really nice, really nice. I mean, we've only like you know just chatted backstage and things like that. But she she told me she liked the show, which was really cool. Okay. We were a fan Here, of her. Here's a good moment. Okay, we just went to commercial. Yeah, they walked in. Yeah, if when you're there. Yeah. I love it so much. So you're there. I was waving to her during the when really? it was dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to just stand up there looking angry at who their opponent's going to be for four and a half minutes. Yeah. Well, it's like, bring him in after the commercial. And then let him be mad as the next person's coming in or being introed. You're just making them get in there, be upset. Like in UFC, the first person comes in. They have their intro. They get in the ring, and then the next person starts coming immediately. Yeah, but they dim the lights so they don't have. To. I know, but they're just—you can look at them, and they have to stay. We look at them; they don't just kind of chill out and check their phones. They don't they're ch- in no, there. I don't know about that. They, they, angry. They, they 
I would say it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I would say it's somewhere in the they middle. They lower their anger level. They don't check their – it becomes – you know what you should do? You know what we should do? What? I'll take you to a house show. Yeah. A house show is a non-televised show. Okay. You know, it's just basically, you know, for that live event only. And so at house shows, everything's fast and loose. Right. So they'll break character a little more. They'll play a lot more with the, really? with the audience. Things aren't – Raw is live. SmackDown's live. So the house show is not. So there's this more of a relaxed, playful atmosphere. And they'll fuck with the crowd or they'll like things don't like matter as much. It's not about necessarily moving storyline. What happens there that night is basically just just dipping into where the story is. Nothing's moving ahead in a, a non-televised show. So there's those stakes aren't there. But in the in, 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 conversely, oh. they get to have a lot more fun with it. But every once in a while and this happened not this happened last year. AJ Styles won a belt at a house show and it like oh, sent shit. shockwaves because that's what used to happen more back in the day. But you can't. You could be at a live else, event. Like, where the fuck is it? Where, how do- no, but but actually, if it's well timed, yeah, it, people lose their shit because now all of a sudden, oh, a house show might mean something. You know, like we're, we're a house show oh. meant nothing. Oh, if that could happen at a house show, I better start going to these. Yeah, or and does clips get out and shit, or it just brings more of an air of anything can happen anytime. Did you hear the um uh, the that documentary, or did you see that documentary with that guy, the Wuha guy, <laughs> Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Which and documentary? And oh, I don't know. There's so many wrestling. Oh, okay, docu- with the Rick Flair, the one I was on the out like two years ago. Okay, I'm and, not and sure. they were like, "Did you ever get upset that you never fought Hulk Hogan?" And he said, "Well, we did fight. We fought at house shows." Yeah, yeah. So the fact, probably that, a lot. Yeah. So the fact that people never saw it was like, for sure, we had to fight, and we did. Right. And so maybe you guys didn't see it, right? But we right. got our fucking, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were just fucking sitting there for so long, and they're still sitting there. And now they can do their. Pro- this I loved, by the way, mocking this girl's looks. <laughs> Just like, this is a picture of her. <laughs> like in the middle of Nikki Cross in the middle of the yeah. growl. Yeah, stuff like that's just really fun, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, she got, and got help. This is, and this is fight was just a promo, the tag team fight that they're going to have. Yeah, they didn't fight, right? They didn't fight? No. They just come out. Sometimes they'll come out and do sec- like live promo segments. Yeah. And again, storyline, it's just... Uh, this I definitely want to talk about, but who's heavy metal? Is that a person? Heavy metal? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking it was one of those two. They just fought. No, of the girls? Those, those I don't women? Know. Connor's Cure. Oh. Ugh. Oh, maybe one of these guys. Raven? Eric? Fuck. Tell me who I mean by this. He's probably in this. Heavy Metal is not in the WWE, though, so I don't know what you... Oh, Heavy Metal was good. Maybe I just was looking at someone else that seemed like... Not that I know. I'm looking it up. It's like a... I mean, I'm watching this as I go. Who who, who are you you guys met? Raven? Um, Eric Raven or Eric who's that big guy with the fucking beard that took that guy and slammed that dude through the fucking table just went cut fucking nuts Braun Strowman maybe er- no it was Eric something E-R-I-C-K Eric Rowan Eric Rowan I know Eric He, dude okay Joe is his name in real life he's a punk and someone could have gotten seriously hurt like someone could have died what do you mean I mean like 
What do you mean? I, mean? I get the anger level, but like you can't, you can't take innocent people and throw them through tables. Who? Innocent who? What do you mean? I, I he fought exactly. Roman Reigns. Did he fight Roman Reigns in that one? Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but the prelim, the prelim view, what they did beforehand. How did he fight Roman Reigns? Yeah, what he did before Roman Reigns is cheap shots, and he like put him in danger of like never recovering. No, I don't every, stand by no, that. No, but but they, they know this guy's great. This guy's great. Yeah. What's his name? Um, He's great. He's <laughs> doing the worm over yeah. to this guy. These guys are great. Watch this freaking move. Um, no, um, but everything he's doing to Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is helping him no, every I'm, step I'm of the in way. On it, dude. But no, no, I'm saying like I'm watching this um, and I'm doing this, the fucking I'll give that it's real. You know what I mean? I'll fucking lose my You're disbelief. Just, yeah. But now that I've lost it, what he's done is a fucking it's wrong. Yeah, but he's not doing he be it. Arrested. <laughs> That's part of it. I mean, he no, should, these guys was, take these guys take man, they, they, like, these guys take risks. That bullshit. That guy was fighting a real fight. You stepped in. You're out. You're out. You're out. You. This is great. This is this is. They banned fucking John Jones for fucking getting into a car accident. But no, nothing he did to anyone hurt anyone for real. I don't. I mean, agree with don't that. get me I wrong. They guys. take bumps they and down. they get hurt. They were down. But. <laughs> um. The more hurt you think Roman is, the better job Roman's doing. Okay. I will say this too. So, so they had a little fight in this, right? Where they kind of fought. They On SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. Roman Reigns and... When did you take these notes? I took them during the fights when I was watching. You had that little notepad out during the live event? Yeah. When did, did, you, did you know that you were going to do a podcast about it? No, but I was just so intrigued by so much going on that I was like, what is all this? Is this pro, pro, for potential, like, is it journals, is potential jokes? Journal, jokes, anything. Okay. Podcast, in this case. Oh, I didn't realize you carried a cute little pad with you. Moleskine, Moleskine notebooks, always. Yeah. If I got ideas, I got to write them I like the, I like the Moleskine. I never saw one that size, though. Yeah, you try to get them sometimes, like, they don't make them that size. Yeah. Like, they do, like, they don't. I'm like, pull it out, I'm like, yeah, here, yeah. I'm like. I'm like, I bought one at the store before. I transitioned to my notes on my phone, but there's something so tactile about writing down I need to do it when too. When you actually put... I you remember find, it. When you're writing the thing, it, yeah. it gets in your brain. Yeah. And then it's easier to look through. But um, So Roman Reigns fought against Eric... Rowan. Rowan. And he fought in this. Um, is that the one where they got separated where he took the camera and threw it at him? Yes. Okay. That happened... To- Again, last night, actually. So I know they're previewing, like, a fight that's going to happen for the title. Yeah. No, there's no title between those two. There's none. Not okay. right now, no. As far as I'm concerned, Eric Rowan won that fight. The refs tried to stop it. He beat him up all over the fucking stadium. Mm-hmm. And Eric Rowan's is the better of those two men. I thought he went too far in the, what they promoted from weeks earlier. But in this, he beat the fuck out of him. The refs <laughs> kept trying to stop it. Couldn't stop it, and he beat him until he was fucking unconscious. The way Nate, Nate Diaz will say, if this was war, that man is dead. Right. If there was no rules and this was war. Right. What's his name? Who's the fucking guy who looks like Aquaman? Aquaman? Oh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns <laughs> is dead. So that guy. <laughs> Whose also name is Joe. Should accept the fact that he is lost and he is now the challenger and not the challenged. I love that you have opinions about it. Yeah. It's great. This is what they want. And this is what a casual fan. This is exactly what wrestling's about. Yeah. It's exactly what it's about. Have fun with it. Say, say your piece. I mean, the, Ro- the, the, you're rooting the, against. It's, it's exactly what you want. It's exactly what we want. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's fucking. What's his name? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. His real name the is bear, Bryan man. Danielson. Really? Yeah, he's awesome. Poking the bear. Yeah. So, like, here, obviously, 
Oh, wow, that looked good. One thing that the WWE is amazing at yeah. is cutting together these promos and actually the, the promos that air. I mean, they they are they do it as good as anything uh, you know. Yeah, they've ever seen, and because they need the, the whole thing is about it being a fluid storyline with stakes and get you get you into it. You want to be invested. I love how Daniel Bryan too was like, I want to beat this guy up, and then when this dude, who's this fucking crazy animal, Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan. So they were a tag, but team. Daniel Bryan's like, no, no, Eric, this isn't the way to do it. You just cheap shot at him. Let me fight this guy. Yeah. He's like, stop. You got to stop. And this is when their tag team broke up? It's because of this? Mm, it might have been. Or they started using Rowan as a solo. And they probably started doing that, you know, because Rowan's the heel here. Yeah. Roman's the face. And Daniel Bryan was a heel. And now for Rowan, for Rowan, yeah, yeah they, they put him over the top. He's been attacking people. And then, so that's how you turn Daniel Bryan back to a face, is you have Rowan turn on Daniel Bryan. Oh. And that's a a device now to feel empathy for Daniel Bryan, and then he might offshoot now, possibly, into being back to a, into a face because now you're now who you're cheering for between these two guys. You're cheering for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan for and two minutes ago you were cheering against him. Against him, yeah. Wow, he beat the Eric Rowan, lost it. He lost it. It's a huge dude, by the way. Huge dude. He, no, he's massive compared to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan has no shot at him, so to smack him was like he's taking a real shot there. Where it's like I need to smack some sense into you. Yeah. But if I don't, but then you didn't. He's gonna get some serious damage. Yeah, he's a monster. So he, this guy, Joe, he's actually come to my shows before and everything with really? his family and stuff. Yeah, he's so nice. He used to come in. They used to. So the guy you saw that was the fiend that choked the two guys out at the end of the night. Yeah, his name is Bray Wyatt, and an old storyline was him, him, yeah, Daniel Bryan, even, and another guy. They were the Wyatt family, and they were this weird cult family. Yeah, they seem West Virginia-ish. They were they were this, this cult family from the from the backwoods, right? Yeah, and there was some like paganistic satanic shit going on and they had a sister who was murdered and there's this whole backstory and what? so bray wyatt was possessed and able to call up supernatural powers and he had oh, them under under his spell and stuff like that so uh they used to come in these masks these really fucked up masks and rowan used to come in, in this like goat mask right really scary yeah. and he had a few of them they have it made you know like they have them made there's all these designers and stuff and yeah. he so, he had this guy make one for him he's so nice so he came to my show and as a gesture he sent me the mat one of the masks he used to use no way i have it in my house that's so cool yeah, it's it's like filthy <laughs> like he used to use it uh, yeah but it's 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 like amazing like that it's used the cool thing about him well one he dressed like big J, uh, yeah. and two um I don't like when they do supernatural stuff, you know, when it's like, it doesn't make sense with this guy. But I do like when it's just like, I'm going to fight you with skill and size. And this guy's size is the biggest one of the night. I mean, he's just massive. Yeah, between, there's only like maybe three or four guys that big. It's, oh, it's crazy. He looks, oh, like you just wouldn't want to have him over. What a fun thing. I think the only thing they made a mistake in this is not showing the replay from the camera's angle of him throwing the camera at him. They showed every other angle at that. Yeah. But I wanted to see the camera coming right at him and knocking him over. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, fun. He looks cool, like though. a lunatic. There's no sound on, so he's good. He's selling it. He really I'm is. I'm so glad they gave him like a nice, like a push like this, and they give him the mic now and stuff. Really? Because you can... Do, uh, uh, do well, you, so he, 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 his prior character was more like just like a brute, a possessed brute. Like he, he then 
formed his own tag team with one of the other guys that are called the Bludgeon Brothers. And it was more just like, raw, you know, like not like a lot of, just like Braun Strowman, the big, yeah. big guy you saw um, in a promo before. In the beginning, he was this monster among many. And that's what he is now, but it was just more of like, ah. Oh. But then they started letting, injecting him, like letting him have a little bit of humor and personality. And he even turned kind of like a face. And, uh, and then the crowd is more ingratiated to him because they know he's he more. Is. He's he has more than one facet of his personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was really wise that they did that with him too. Um, can we talk about all these fucking Jews that are, <laughs> are now part of? <laughs> oh. Every time I saw it, the guys in front of me kept laughing because every time like people would run into the ring, you know, from the entrance ramp. Yeah. And then sometimes in between fights, you see like three guys in suits come down. I'm like, oh, here come the Jews. <laughs> be like what? <laughs> like the money people, they, you know? Yeah, they they like. Uh, yeah, b- backstage people. You, you always got to send out a bunch of people to like calm someone down, or when it when it's gotten too much, they all have to come out and talk sense to someone uh-huh. or stand in between. This dude, them. It's four or five guys, just like hey, calm down, calm down. The whole fight, they were just going to calm down, just come on. Yeah. They they never get involved and grab them. They just like stop, stop. Sometimes they get tossed though. I said like well, if these I refs th- took a beating on this yeah. one. I say if there's one thing I want to do. It'd be to come out and be one of those guys to be like, wait a minute now. Yeah. Let's think about this. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> I had a daydream of while this is all going on, like this and other stuff, is to, uh, well, I'll do it. When I, next time I want to talk about guest referees. But this was such a fucking cool shot. Him grabbing that, grabbing that camera and yeah. throwing it right at Roman Reigns. Now, this, is, this wasn't in the moment, just so you know. This was not in the moment? Something like that, no way. No way, yeah, okay. No. But like, why not get that shot from the camera angle? Oh, from the camera itself? Yeah. That's fun. That he threw at him. It's fun. God, he looks so angry. He plays his part well. Um, okay, this next fight was the guest referee. The, the drama to that was... Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was the guest referee. His dad asked him to do it? Oh, McMahon asked him to do it. McMahon's his boss okay. in this show. McMahon asked him, like, I want you to be a guest referee. Do the right thing. Pretty much, like, let me win. And and who was the referee? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was troubled by it. You could yeah. tell. He, internal conflict. Internal conflict, yeah. yeah. He wants a fair fight, and he doesn't. this isn't the kind of man his mama taught him to He's be. He's being told what to do, but it goes against everything he, he, he thinks. Because he doesn't really like Shane either, but Shane's his boss. Shane's his boss. Yeah, so a lot of people the, don't like the storyline, actually. But... Um, which storyline? That one. Of right here? No, no. Oh, the, the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems Shane yeah. every is, uh, angle Shane. except all these angles were great except that you get the camera. Yeah, it might not have been on. It might not have been. And they're all just like, stop, stop. Come on, bro. Please yeah, yeah, yeah. stop. You have to stop this. <laughs> this is crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> this is not the way we fight. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun one to do. My thing is if I guess referee. Uh, ever I did it I guess for uh, uh, at Skankfest were you there when 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 Gomez fought what's his name I was and I was on the road it was fun as shit but I know you were sorry to miss it but I guess we had the lights the plan was lights go down lights come back up and the referee's gone and Ari in a fucking uh, referee is that what you guys there. did yeah I think the lights didn't go down so I think I ended up just like uh, everybody's like come on out and so like guest referee oh it's so and fun I was like no this guy hates me I'm oh like, the showmanship of it is the best part it's so fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I kept standing them up <laughs> when Lewis would get him down about to be in armor, I'm like, come on, if you're not going to fight, let's go. Stand it up, stand it up. We've got to see some action. <laughs> Lewis, get out of here. I'm like, let's see some action. I stand it up. That's not even, they don't do that in wrestling, actually. They do not. No, it's not like UFC, no. Um, what just happened? Oh, commercial. Um, 
And then after he lost, he was on the ground. I t- took my pants down. I stuck my ass in his face. No, I course. put it on his face. Oh, that's like insane. nose Wait, on to rectum. Uh, Lewis. Oh, who did he lose to? Uh, he beat Harrington, and then some real wrestler came in and body slammed him through. Oh yeah, I saw table. a clip of that. Yeah, and you put his. Oh, you're terrible, man. I would never. Uh, you know, he deserves it. Um, <laughs> uh, so Gary Owens comes in, famous okay. white uh, comic who uh, performs in the black circuit. No, who is it? Which Owens? Gary the- Owens. Oh, no. Kevin Owens. Kevin I was Owens. like, Gary Owens came in? Dude, that is crazy that you just said that. I'll tell you why later. Okay. I, I can't tell you now. Okay. Yeah. I love those. <laughs> but when there's a guest referee, and I told Piper this when he was still alive. Yeah. There um, was once where he was going to fight again, and he was already, this was 10 years ago. Yeah. Second tour of duty. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. out. He's back in as, a, as this elder statesman. Mm-hmm. He's going to fight a younger guy. So it's going to be tough. And he has his protege was refereeing. And he did some shady stuff. And I told him afterwards. <laughs> I was like, Piper, you know, I'm always, I'm always, you've always been very respectful of comedy. And we all like you here. You have fun stories. It's fun having you around. But it just seems like the conflict of interest that comes with having your student be the referee. <laughs> it just seems like it just wouldn't be a fair fight. He goes, I see your point there for sure. He played along. And I will take it up with him because I definitely see moving forward that that might be an issue even, you know, though it benefited me this time, it might go against me next time. Sure. Um, Piper, one of the best heels of all time. Of all time. I'm a top three wrestlers fan. Um, such a fun, nice, as in the comedy world, like, hey, you're getting good. He goes, yeah. oh, no, this is your world. I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm yeah. just, this is I know Simone stuff. was close to him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Simone killed him. Um, so the, this guy was like clear. It's like he's fucking, and he couldn't even help him win. Kevin Owen. Yeah. Oh, you, you know it's fun, but it's like it's always a problem. Go ahead. What? No, we 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 love buying into it while we're there. As a matter of fact, yeah, you have to. It makes it so much more fun. As a matter of fact, I am sitting. Where are you? Are you in this? Yeah, I'm right behind them. I'm r- actually here. Oh my God! You're I'm, with him. I'm sitting right here. Wow. Oh yeah, that's Q. Yeah. And someone's fucking fake belt. Yeah. Oh, we we yell, boo, we jeer. These are all. These were the Che seats. These are all of. Che was over over on this. He was side. there too. Yeah. That's oh hilarious. no no no. Che was at Raw the night before. It must be cool to watch it that close. But you know, from our seats right there, where I'm yelling out, I'm like, Owens. Do the right thing. Really? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say no to him. This is Say bullshit. no to McMahon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Colette Flair, whatever her name is. Charlotte. And she's sitting in the same seat where you're like, well, she's going to come out. Storyline. Because yeah. they, they were fighting on Sunday, the next following. Yeah. I like this chick. She's kind of cute, Bailey. Oh, she's a friend of mine. A good friend of mine. She's friendly. Yeah. She's fun and friendly. She's got a good vibe going yeah. on. I thought the black chick was going to beat her just because of racism on which, my part. <laughs> which, who? The one she fought. Oh, Ember Moon? Yeah, Ember Moon. Oh, she's great too. She's great. She was a really good They're, wrestler. They all are. They're freaking. It's the, the amount Some of talent. Some better than others. And she was like, "Damn." She she gets up there. She's high flying. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the amount of talent you have to have to get to this level is insane, dude. Yeah. Um, we no Pam and I actually hang. Like we actually really? hang out. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She came to my, she came to a show of mine a couple weeks ago with our family. She's she been, seems like she'd be a good laugh. She lives in, in she's in Austin actually. That's what. Oh she's really? In. Yeah, actually, when I did Moon Tower this year, she came to the show. Her and Mercedes. It was Sasha Banks, who's I think you know who that is too. I think Sasha Banks. <clears throat> Do I know her? Uh, she has purple hair. Now it's blue. And she's in this, or yeah, she's she called it? a boss. <laughs> like she was on um, the night before, actually. I think. Why does Ric Flair's daughter hate her so much? 
Hate who? Hate this this cute Austin chick. <laughs> so so Charlotte Flair is mostly um, a heel. Uh, she's but, a, but she works in the organization, right? She works in the in the upper management. Oh no, no, not at all. She's a wrestler. She's she's one of the. She's a great uh, wrestler. So she's yeah. doing the same thing Suzuki's doing. Uh, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, for the first time in her career, yeah. so Bailey, who Pam, who's right there in the ring, you said cute Austin chick. She um, <laughs> she has been. She's like her her whole gimmick, her whole persona was like she's a hugger and yeah, the kids love her. Uh-huh. And she's cool. So she was. A- oh, that's such a good kick right off the bat. <laughs> I know it's good. She's the face of all faces, and now, right now, for the first time ever, as of only a couple of weeks ago, she turned heel. Who? Bailey. No way. Yeah. What she? But she's still friendly and cute. With like, she's pretty kind, lights she kind of like, like toes the line because people lo- like like her, but she has to have a heel persona now, so she has to cheat and be a little bit like of a, a scab. Um, ch- cheap shots, this and that. Cheap shots, no one likes. That makes a heel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cheap shots is a sign of a heel. Oh fuck! She's doing straight punches. I'm I'm right there. I'm literally right there. Okay. I'm right behind Damn. the announcer right here. So, uh... so cool. Do you still get off on seeing yourself on camera? I have more fun seeing myself behind a news sitting, story or something. Sitting in the first row of a wrestling event where I'm not supposed to be on it yeah. than my own show. My own show is like my own home videos. I don't give a shit. Right, right. When I see myself as part of another institution or something that's established and I'm like, oh my God, look, I'm on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. much more thrilling to me. It was sitting, uh, it's a little blurry, but, right? Oh, You'll be over there somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Oh, it's yeah. so hard to find. Yeah, sometimes we sit right there, which is great because, because when they do the uh, announces, announce, it's like just on you the whole time. And so and, you're constantly being shown and people are like, I saw you. One time I was, um, so, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> He's so great. Look at that fucking guy with the hair, with the beard. Hold on. That guy over there. Oh, fucking hell. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, you love those moments. Yeah. He's up with that guy. Hey, not bad. And the camera's right on him. So one time, right? You know the band Motorhead? Wait, what did they just cut? So this is Hulu. Yeah. So this isn't going to be. This is like a lot of times it's an abridged version. Oh, weird in the middle, cut in the middle of a fight. Oh, they have to. So they like in, in, they, they have to do that because they have to cut the commercial. Yeah, right. So in the fight, in the fight live, oh. they kind of like will do a rest hold or something, and they'll drag it out a little bit. Maybe they'll walk around the ring. It's like just kind of killing time. Yeah. But um, there was this one time that uh, so. Damn. This was completely unintentional, right? Yeah. But does you know the band Motorhead? Yeah. So Lemmy passed away a couple like a year ago, or whatever. It was. Killed him too, yeah. <laughs> so the lead singer, he was like older. I met him. So Ace of Spades, that guy. Mm-hmm. So he does this song uh, called "I'm the Game." It's it's Triple H. It's his entrance music. So he has this working relationship with a WWE or at least with Triple H. And when he passed away, the announcers um, at that part in the show were doing a little mini tribute to him and showing like a little video package of him and then they were talking about it and saying like, you know, our thoughts go out to blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, I didn't know that that's what they were talking about and I was first row right behind them and I was doing this to the camera. Oh, no. You were doing all... I was was doing like prissy looks and like waving and like winking and kissing and I get a text from Che who was not there that night and he's like, Sal, he goes... I'm watching right now. He's like, you're doing this in the middle of the memoriam tribute to oh, Lemmy from Monday. 
that's so not you too. <laughs> no, I meant no disrespect. What's the name of the song he came out to? Uh, the song that he was, I think it's called The Game or I Am The Game. Uh, the Game, I think it's called. Okay. Um, I have a few more questions too. Which is rare because a lot of times uh, WWE produces all their music in-house and owns all the licensing and, and rights to it to begin with. So it's very rare that a, a wrestler options or has an actual but i think he actually he might have made it for him in that case oh really yeah but when we were younger they just come out to like sometimes they they would make their own music too but it's once in a while a wrestler will have who's uh that dude on the left that's Corey graves he's a former wrestler turned he looks like a former wrestler yeah come on i hate this shit when it won't like let you fast forward yeah it's fickle I hate it too. I complain it about happen it to you? all the time. Yeah. Is it Hulu or is it? It's every fucking thing. I have the WWE app. It does it because I got it. Th- it depends on what you think. Because I have Apple TV. Yeah. The remote sucks. Hulu does it too. The thing I hate too is when you fast forward, but it doesn't show you the screen. Oh yeah. So, so you just I, fast I forward on the part. on the timeline on the bottom, and you don't know if you're going like, too I'm far or not. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I want to show oh, you. I'll show you there. What? You'll see it down there. Yeah. Now it is. Kafir. Is that a guy? Kofi. Kofi. Oh, that's him. Yeah, he's great. Oh, dude, his outfit is amazing. Yo, he's the best. He's part of um, a faction called The New Day. Yeah. It's him and this guy, Big E. Look at that outfit. It looks like straight from Barcelona. Oh, yeah, they have wild, crazy outfits. They come out in unicorn horns. Really? Yeah, and their the, the shit glows, and they throw pancakes to the crowd. That's what he was throwing? I was like, like, is they throwing good, bread? Good what is that? No, they have this whole gimmick where they're just like the champions of positivity and stuff. It's like really, really funny. And they were, they, they were, uh, they had a whole different gimmick, and it didn't take. And then they switched to this gimmick, and they are like the most beloved wow. of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them do one of the commercials for Skittles. Everyone's laughing He's, along. He is now the champ, but they were also the tag team champs for like, Nearly a year, I think, or more. Um, or somebody Brock Lesnar's a bitch. Oh, I gotta ask you about this. So, so let me tell you a little something yeah. about Kofi, right? Yeah, Kofi's a good example of a lot of times the fans let WWE or the they let the the, the wrestling promotion they 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 kind of let you know how they feel in the cheers and the boos and who they like, who they want, who they want to push. You can tell if you watch an episode of wrestling between the chants, the jeers, the cheers, like who they want to put over, who they want to advance in the storyline. And um, a lot of times you'll hear fans complain when they're not getting what they want or when they think when they think that the WWE is putting over someone that doesn't deserve it or that they don't want. Right. They'll be insanely vocal about it, even live. But sometimes, um, and sometimes they'll listen. Like WWE will listen to what the fans want. And Kofi was not even in line for a championship run. And he had, I think it was like a Hell in a Cell match that was so great that he went over hard. And, everybody and they rode the wave. And because of his moment that he created, you everyone wants to create a moment. Yeah. And a moment a lot of times can make define your career. And then you, if you catch that wave, whatever you do after that is like really big. So he, he's beloved and he had this moment and people ran with it and then WWE ran with it. So his, his championship run and he won this belt at WrestleMania this year, Giant Stadium. Yeah. MetLife is uh, was really like stoked by the fans because they loved him so much, and because he Isn't had this like he had this moment, he got a big forever. pop, and they stuck with him, and then it was enough for WWE to be like, you know what, we're gonna ride that, we're gonna ride that, yeah. And then he's been champion since April. 
Since April. They yeah. said he was a longtime champion. That doesn't seem that long. No, that's pretty, that's not, that's pretty decent. Yeah? May, June, July, August. Five months is pretty decent. Five months is a long time to have a belt? Yeah. If you're a fighting champ and you're defending it, you usually want to go at least a few pay-per-views defending it. You know and then I mean? you'll lose it. Eh, it so, depends who you are. depends. There's okay. a lot of belts. There's a universal title, the United States title, the intercontinental title. I love it, how they have no relation to weight classes, right? There might be a 205 live belt. There's a 205 live belt, but other than that, they're, they're not weight classes at all. So who is this? Beth Orton? That's Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah. Beth Orton is a, someone else. Uh, first of all, they're going to fight soon. They fought in this, obviously, tonight, in this night, SmackDown, yeah. September 10th. Yeah. But it wasn't a sanctioned event. Beth Orton uh, just came out of nowhere but, and just... Wait, why are you calling him the name Beth? Who's Beth Orton? Beth Orton? Yeah. That's, I don't... A, that's a person. It's a singer? No, I mean... The Ortons is a, a, comes from a long line of wrestling family. Oh, maybe there was a Beth Orton wrestler. Cowboy Bob Orton. You thinking of Bob Orton? When oh, we were I'm little, the, he was big. He used to brand people after one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's no. I'm thinking of someone named Beth Orton. Beth Orton and Beth Phoenix. No. So now you're double. Go ahead. Yeah. Look that up. Okay. Look at Beth Orton. Uh, I also want to show you this guy who's missing this the whole moment in a little bit. I'm gonna freeze frame it because I was positive I'd be able to see this. Oh, sh- shit. What am I? Beth Orton. What? What do you got for? He's an English singer-songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Folk and electronica. <laughs> but, but, but that is a male. <laughs> that is? Beth is a male? No. Oh, but right, Randy right. Randy's is. a male. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for sure, yeah. Dude, this must have been so cool to have this all this shit happening in the fucking stands. I wanted to show you. I thought I could see it on TV, but I guess I can't. They're all deciding who's going to slam who under the ring. Oh, this was a blown spot. This is yeah. bad. It's a botch. It's a bo- the table, the, the broke. table broke. Yeah, but I want you to could show see you. it. You see it right now. Yeah, see how it was like a little bit concave. Look, this. This is what I want to show you. This dude right here. Yeah, is going to be missing the whole thing. I, I I'm hoping that they're. I'm I'm watching from like way over here. Yeah, across the ring and up, and I'm seeing all this shit happen right around this guy, and then he'll be going to his phone trying to turn it on so he can record, and and it's just like to me it was. I didn't know how they were gonna sh- how big a, a screen they were gonna show, right? And I'm like, here's a guy who's missing his life so he can record. Shit he's on in his the phone. Fr- it's it's five feet in front of him and he's going through his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd... look at look at him. I mean, yeah. This was this was a bad look, unfortunately. What the table? Because sometimes they, uh, you know, they what they'll do is they'll 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 perforate the tables. You know, yeah, kinda, yeah. So that they one didn't get another table though. They yeah they made up for it because he did it on the next one, but. It that's a, that's an example of what what's called a a, rest, a botch, yeah. a blown spot. Now, are they going to show that or cut that out? On the, on uh, if this is Hulu, well, the table's still there. So still there. Sometimes they'll Damn. cut that out. Those chairs are they real? That he's slamming over the head with? Yeah, once in a while they're a little bit lighter, but like a lot of like a lot of times they're real. What did what did um, Kofi come out for? Who is he supposed to fight tonight? Did he just come out just do a promo, just say hi. I forget. It might have just been to. I mean, obviously to set this up. Yeah. But like. Yeah, you can. Yeah, this is bad. So so they they show it. They didn't cut it out. They'll show. They'll cut it from online. They will. Yeah, from like whatever they tweet out. No way, it's in it. Put it. Put it louder. Let me hear what they say. Actually, want to see how they covered it. Table. Table. Now he's watching the guy. 
Look, look. Oh, wait. He went back down. Look at his face. He went back down. Yeah. Now he's in. in trouble once again. In the clutches of a viper who has a chair once again. It's like someone's going to get tabled. Let me hear. Let's hear. What, let's see how they call it. Hold on. They don't even mention it. Yeah. They don't even really mention it. You're right. <laughs> He's got to get another table. I love how everybody chants. You should watch some old ECW stuff. ECW is when they go. It is. Or, or, you know, you should watch NXT. NXT. NXT uh, is basically the WWE was the WWE's development. Yeah. It was the development, and then they started televising it on the network. Which one is that? NXT. NXT. And uh, it is. It's smaller crowds and much more. Um, people are much more into it. It's like yeah. more wrestling, strictly wrestling fans. Oh, really? And they're in- insanely enthusiastic. And it's chance the whole time. It's... Oh, see, now he's watching. Now the kid's into it. Yeah. Sorry. I was mesmerized by this guy not paying attention. They used to they chant, three... like, everything. Dave, you really? fucked up. You, you when fucked someone up. Makes a mistake, yeah, that or you fuck sheep. Like, everything. Just, like, uh, uh, anything and everything. Like... Yeah, look at him staring at his phone. Down at his phone, yeah. missing the whole fucking thing. This guy gets it. What a fucking door! Yeah, terrible. Now he gets to post it, I guess. I guess. I guess. But honestly, you're on film. Look at him. Still looking now down. What a dork. <laughs> Actually, actually, what? this night I was wearing his T-shirt. Were you really? And I saw him backstage too. And I was like, "Check it out!" <laughs> you went backstage afterwards. You always do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before, after, uh, before mostly. Isn't but, that one of the cool things about a uh, level of fame or success in this business where you get like access? Especially to, like, this. Especially this. As a child, yeah. if I could, if I would have known that I'd just be traipsing around backstage, like. In the inner workings, you never would have stopped it. You never would have stopped being a fan. Oh, I, as a child, I would have blown my blown my mind yeah. to the access that I have now, and and actually being friends with a lot of them. It's like it's kind of surreal because you know you 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 latch onto something from when you saw it. So I still like you watch it. And you, it's still nostalgic to me. It's still like like looking at. It's like the phenomenon with sports. Yeah, like I'm older than every athlete, but I watch sports. And I started watching as a child, like, and wow. what it touches inside of me is I, like these people that are twenty years my junior. I'm just like, oh, this guy's hi, awesome. Sir. This, yeah, hi, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you that I heard a thing on uh, the radio once about this guy, this high level chef, and he made a restaurant, and each floor was like a different motif and like I think menu, but atmosphere. And they were talking to him about it. He was one of those like free thinker chefs, you know. 
And they're like, what's with the different a- like atmospheres in each floor? Why, why that? And he was like, well, I think atmosphere plays a large part in taste, you know, and attitude and like just your environment. Yeah. And they're like, explain. And he goes, okay, so when I was younger, when I was a kid, my dad would make me, this is him talking, the chef. He goes, my dad would make me eggs. And he burned them, always burned them. They were dry, you know, scrambled eggs, but they just, just like there was nothing loose about them in any way. Right. And loved it on Sunday mornings, my dad would make me eggs, you know, and, but they were, they were what they made. You know, and then my aunt, who was more into cooking and stuff, I went and spent uh, the weekend with her one time and she's way more into this. And she had like hand churned butter that she made eggs with and like really made them in this really runny and more, more interesting way. And there was like, and he said he bit into him and he goes, I, I, he didn't understand. It was like a light went off in him. He was like, right. I didn't understand food could taste this good, you know, right. and it just like it changed the course of his life. And he goes, those eggs of my aunt were so delicious, I can't even begin to express to you. He goes, but also, I still like my hank- dad's eggs. Had a hankering for the burnt, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so he goes, the environment of my dad cooking for me helped flavor that in my mind only, no one else's, sure. to this is an amazing thing. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a more than just a one sensory experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's sure. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Can I show you uh, two things that I have a question for you to look up? Yes. But I want to show you. I love that I'm actually speaking to you as some type of expert, encyclopedia, or wrestling authority. When you know really... more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's all I do for these. The expert is like, I don't know, like I'm an expert about the East Village. Yeah, I've been here for like six years. You know, actually, I don't even know the last time I did your podcast. It was like years ago. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in the other apartment, I was there for three years. So, yeah, maybe two. This is. Uh, I want to show you like. So like you don't this is what you do too. You'll talk all things whatever. So it's like so your listeners who don't care at all for for wrestling and then they're going to are they going to just plow through all 2 hours of wrestling a sh- talk? A few will be um bored by this and turn it off instantly. Okay. I'll be some like I hate wrestling. I might be going to like got it. Chance. Got but it. But other people are like it's just a new thing that I don't know about. Sure. And these are two fun guys talking right, about right, this got fun it. thing. Um uh, I want to show you in terms of like showing up in the background of shit. Um, let's see if this is anywhere. Yep. Yep. Oh no. Here's one. Did you ever see this one? Oh, are you kidding me? I've seen this one million times. It's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> me, and, me and Doug are kissing. <laughs> he goes now, now the camera's on us. <laughs> that is. There's Frosty. Now who's? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Who's cracking up? Is that someone you know? No. I don't oh, know. I love that. I That's know, even better. That's yeah. even better. This is at home. Do you think that the person recording this yeah. knows that you guys were doing it on purpose, or do they think they just caught two guys kissing? I don't know. The blog post the next day was. Um, did what? you did you get like did Rogan love it or hate it or what like who? I got a text from Dana. So the, the, the no, you didn't. Yeah, Dana I, White but texted I just, you. But I just got a new phone, so I didn't know it was him. I didn't have his number. I just thought it was a random. Number. I'm my guess is that he thought it was hysterical. Dana's one of the coolest guys in the world, but you expect also he's not just. A businessman, he's a commissioner. Right. So you keep putting him in this Bud Selig category. Uh-huh. But Bud Selig would never talk about a baseball player and go, that guy's a fucking idiot. He'll never f- play in sure. baseball again. Fuck him. That's not a Bud Selig thing. Dana White's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, where was this? Spinning heel kick. Um, a lot of people, you know, well, you, you, you're well-versed. You know a lot of the criticisms. What? With Dana? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but... He, I met him once. Uh, I was at uh, McGregor Diaz 2 uh-huh. at T-Mobile. 
uh, buddy of mine got me tickets. We were and he he had a he was with a, at the time with a, one of the fighting camps. He was what? He was with one of the fighting camps, the Black Zillions at the time, and uh, we sat in the fourth row for that fight. And I got to and Dana came over, and said hello. He was, he was polite, very nice guy. He's very even, nice. even to take a second out of his time during that kind of thing. Yeah, he does. He stops and he's like, yeah. oh, how you doing? Dude, it was, it was pretty nuts, actually. It was like Mike Tyson, Kanye West, um, just sitting like right next to us. Anthony Kiedis, uh, um, who's the chef? Gordon Ramsay. It was just like, it was insane who was just sitting to our left and right. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Ramsay's. Flavor Flav tried to get in the section. They wouldn't let him in. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, he, he didn't have a ticket for that section. This is one of my favorite things. This is in Brazil. Which is Rio, the craziest fights I've ever seen. About they had every fight had a Brazilian, sometimes two. They started the crowd would chant when the Americans would come in. This Brazilian thing we didn't know what it was. This, this Portuguese thing, and Rogan was like, it was shaking like like no, once in Columbus was it that? Wait, you, where were you for this? Rio de Janeiro. You went to Rio for yeah. this. Rogan used to get a free uh, companion ticket. Okay. Um, so free first class ticket, free hotel room, and it's like. Yeah, I got nothing going on. I I'll mean, take a are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, go to Rio, go to the Rogan. Beaches. I've never. Uh, I met him once. Said hello. Yeah. I, I think he might have known who I was, but uh, then I really, actually, very recently, he, him, and Gaffigan was on his podcast, yeah. and they spoke about us and the show in a very complimentary way. And then I guess right after that, he started following me on Twitter. We had oh, a, really? we had an exchange. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. I never really. Uh, I don't know him. Like, I, yeah, I, it's over peripherally. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know a lot of those LA guys. Yeah. But I just never really, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. He's also got a lot of friends from, like, coming up. Yeah. So then it's, like, a new person, but whatever. But, oh, when they were chanting, we didn't know what it was. They were chanting, you're going to die. You're going to die. No. Yeah, the whole crowd, but, like, loud. In Spanish? Like, more, more In Portuguese, they? yeah. No, Portuguese, which is uh, like that. So here I am in the, in the audience. I am right there. Oh, my God. Oh my god, he goes stiff. Oh, he's god. stiff. Oh, wait. Uh, you don't see it. There's, you just see me stand up in, in most of the shots of just like coming into frame. Of like, your body just wants you to stop it. So you just, <laughs> just like, nah. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a live fight. I was, yeah. it is, it is, it is actually your body, you, your mind has to wrap your head around it. Around an actual life fight like that. Yeah, we I saw like um some kickboxing once. I was playing Foxwoods. Yeah. And they had kickboxing there that night. And so since like we had headlined it, they put us in the first row of this kickboxing fight and a guy was beating the shit out of some guy and blood was literally spraying into the audience and I was like, "Oh no. No, no I got up and walked out." Really? Yeah, I couldn't take it. But since then I've been to like four or five UFCs and I've, you know. It's like that's what they do too, which is something but Oh my god! It's so it's such a fucking Look, Ed, Edson Barboza. Oh, that's crazy! I mean, it gets right above his hand. Oh god! He's gone. His uh, his hands are stay stay like in. I mean, that could be damage, right? You could have brain that like some type of like yeah. taking a shot like that. They say What's Rogan nuts too is to not to, to be trained to the to the to the capacity that he is and still not see that coming. <laughs> What about that punch. one off the cage? Who was that? That was was it Pettit? Pettit, yeah. That was yeah. crazy. Wait, what is this? I opened up because I wanted to ask you about this. Somebody told me this, and maybe you know what it is, maybe it's not. Uh, there's a video where somebody says some fighter or some like guy is saying, but there's two a fighter. Wrestling? To, to a wrestling. Brock Lesnar is the best champion. And the other guy kind of next to him just kind of dicks his reaction, like, what? Like 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so are you talking about wrestlers are speaking wrestlers. like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if and was it during a wrestling broadcast or was something it like, like a that, podcast or an interview or something like that? Well, and it's the, different. The guy, the guy it's, like without even trying to, it was just like it's almost like as if they told me like like let's just say they said I don't know some comic um, was the best comic of all time and you had like, a knee jerk, a guttural yeah, knee jerk like, reaction. Yeah, yeah. Get the hell out of here. Do you know what I'm talking well, about? Well, no. So now you got to say work or shoot. So you got to tell me. I need to know I, where I that wait. aired. Oh, okay. So if it aired on TV, it's, that's BS. And you know, if it aired like if it was a podcast or like some type of real interview, yeah, a real I one, think a real interview. That's um, why I feel like I heard you they might. Were I mean, around it. it depends. You get people love love Brock or don't like him. Like he's he's scary, and you believe what he's doing, but he's also like he's also so big now that his contract. He just comes in once in a while. He doesn't fight on. He only fights in pay per views and. Some people will criticize him for that. Like, you're not a fighting, you're not like right. on the roster all the time. You're a part time guy, and you come in and you make all this money, and you take time away from the younger guys. If you're going to be here, be here. If you're not, not, don't. And that's always the line that you'll always see that line with a bunch of people. But, you know, there's people that are like, it doesn't matter. Brock is, he is an attraction. And when he's there, you know, it means something. And yeah, when he people. fights, it means something. It's weird. He's like, still some, one of the biggest people names. like Brock, that they can, their, their energy is kind of almost electric, where it's like, He's fighting. You, he almost let he almost assists you to get to that next level where you actually might be scared of him, or you might be scared it's real. You know what I mean? He's like that intense. Right. People love to hate him. He's a great heel too. He's a great heel. Yeah. I mean, and he took that to the UFC. It was so fucking cool. Going like, I'm not gonna drink a Bud Light because Bud Light don't sponsor me. I'm gonna drink a Coors Light. Yeah. I'm gonna lay my lady, and I'm yeah. you know it was just like oh. yeah yeah yeah. Um. Back to the uh, Beth Orton one. He, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, okay. He has no way he loses to Kofi when they actually fight. What do you mean no way? You mean like if they were to really fight each other? Which they're going to, right? That, that was setting up for them actually fighting, right? Wait, wait, wait. Now, you're blo- now you're confusing me. Do you mean like, it, are you saying like how a, a, a smaller guy like Daniel Bryan can beat up a guy like Rowan? No, I'm saying, I'm saying when they fight, when Kofi and... Randy Orton fight. Right. They fought once before, and yeah. Kofi beat him, upset him. There's no way Orton. It's not necessarily an upset. Oh, well, he was. A so the wrestling right? is is at its best when you don't know who's going. Yeah. But I mean, he was a champion. He took his belt. He took Randy Orton's belt. Okay. Right? I'm saying they're going to fight again. I'm. Yeah, they I'm did. Saying, they did last night, actually. Okay. So great. So then you tell tell me. Yeah. I'm saying when I watch that, when I watch them both talk, Kofi is a step down to Randy Orton. He's smooth. He's bigger. He seems like a better fighter. And as a man who can fucking promo a fight, I'm taking Randy Orton every time. So I'm saying there's no way he loses the Kofi. Okay. So Randy Orton is a, is a, is a veteran in the business. Yeah. He comes from a, a, a bloodline of a, a wrestling family. He's a good technical wrestler. He's been around forever. But he's heel right now. And that's, but he is smooth. He, that's his persona. He's just so smooth. He's the Viper. And he's just like... He just is that's that's his laid back in the pocket type of persona. Um, you would you know, you could root for him that you want to win. Uh, you know, uh, I would have said I would have said prior to last night, my guess would have been that Kofi retained. Wow. Yeah. I was just like because class citizen. just just because of thinking of storyline. Right. You know, and, uh, and and, you know, so I don't know if you want me to tell you what happened. Yeah, Tell me. Uh, he, he, Kofi won. No fucking way. Yeah, that's bullshit on the on WWE. <laughs> How would they? That's crazy. Well, that's good for you. 
that's good for you because if you if you watch and you think one thing's gonna happen, the other thing happens, it just keeps you on your toes. I didn't think there was any chance in the world of that. That's what's so fun. There's a clip of me actually. Um, there was a SmackDown actually uh, after WrestleMania, I think it was. Yeah. And um, the Hardy Boys, who were this old tag team from back in the ad, like more toward the, the Hardy era. Boys, yeah. They're brothers, uh, and they won the belts on a SmackDown night, which doesn't happen a lot. Right. And we were in the front row, a bunch of us. Actually, Greg Stone was with me. Yeah. And and a bunch of us, and um, I. F- we weren't expecting it and I freaked out and I was with my buddy Matt and my cousin Mike and Greg Stone and I turned to them and I went ah! and, and, they, and they did I can pull it up they did the same thing and we all really hugging in the front row literally because you know, of an you know what you just said how knee jerk reaction were you like no I, I went we, they went and I, I, I literally they had a camera on me I didn't realize and I went oh my god and then we hugged wow. and then they tweeted it out and it became like a meme yeah yeah show me Let's see. Can I put this down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pause it for a second. Look. For a title change on SmackDown. This is the Sal losing his mind over a title change on SmackDown tonight. That's great. Oh, Reddit. Reddit has some fun stuff. It's, on, it's all over. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, they don't have the, they don't have the GIF of it? Wait, wait. Can you press play on that? No. No. <laughs> Look, Greg. <laughs> you were... Oh, my God. GIFs? 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 I call them GIFs, I think. I feel like GIF should be reserved for um, peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that Giannis, too? No, that's my cousin, and that's my other friend. Oh, oh my. You are losing it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cool. They're, they're so cool to me like that. Like, they'll put, they'll put the... They'll put they'll, the WWE. They like they know they they put it on me on you know. Actually, Monday night. Did you know this that uh, in the at the end of the match, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. Now he is he's rarely. No, I did not know Stone Cold came out. He's rarely there, but he has a new show out. I was a guest on his show recently. Yeah. Um. And so I actually have befriended Steve Austin recently, which is a dream come true. But he was on Monday night, the day before us, again. You know, just to fill some seats and to get some ratings and to help. You know, and Stone Cold is like the. It, I mean, he's the best of the best. At at the end of at the end of it, he grabbed the mic at MSG and is like, "Where's Sal Volcano?" What? Yeah, he texted. I texted him. I said, "I'm here," and he's like, I'm, "I'll see you in a little bit." I thought he was just gonna like. I didn't know. I didn't know what he meant. And then he grabbed the mic. He's like, "Where's Sal Volcano?" And he's like, "Before I leave, I goes, I gotta smash a beer and drink a beer with my boy." From the show, and, and and they like recorded it and put it up. It what? was it was after the cameras went off, but they put it up on WWE, and there. it went. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Um, you didn't stay for any of the two hundred five, huh? Nah, because yeah, they're not big names. It's, it's interesting. No, 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 no. Not that it's not big names. It's just that it's a lot. I mean, I work yeah. in the morning. By the time I get home from that, it's like I was in the used to UFC where it goes six hours. So when they were like, it's th- this other organization, I'm like it's only been two hours. It's great. Why, why wouldn't we stay? <laughs> they have at the end of... Well, hold on. Post. Oh, actually, I probably have it on my... Hold on, right side. Yes, Stefano Love. The Stone Cold Sixer. They love him. Sal, where are you at, Sal? Wow. Sal Volcano, where are you? Where's Sal Volcano at? It's so cool. 
This was one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. He's got two beers. He usually smashes two. This is his new beer. Oh my god. You're pouring all over yourself. That was so fucking great. I mean, the, the honor that that was. Is, yeah, way to go for it, too. <laughs> I mean, you're like, well, oh, you I'm, had going, to. I'm going home stinky tonight. We, 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 were go, we were all going out afterward, too. And you weren't planning on smelling like beer on the way out. I was, and my, then you're like, I was my shoes, my I pants, my underwear, my shirt, everything. It was 32 ounces of beer fell on my face. Oh, my God. But um, we, And we went out afterward. <laughs> so they were nice enough. They gave me a T-shirt in the back. But, like, yeah, but uh-huh. I, I mean, I was disgusting. I smelled like oh IPA. My God. Oh, my. That's so fucking cool. Dude, so there's something. Okay, so when the 205 comes, it's, this is the way Frost is. Tell me if I'm wrong. It is, this is what I understood it. They filmed two hours of, for this broadcast, and now they have an, other little smaller organizations. One of them is the 205. And of these smaller organizations, they have a little tiny stamp of WWE somewhere in their logo. No, 205 Live is, is very much WWE. It, yeah, it, right. And it's on their network. So if you buy, it's like the Hulu app. If you buy their network, you have. Um, Access to all these other su- shows, yeah, and then uh, as well as regular shows, reality shows, documentaries, and the archive of every event ever. Really, so you yeah. can watch them all. Yeah, that's great. And that's um, great. And uh, and so two hundred five live is its own segment on there. Okay, so, it doesn't air on on national television. Right. So they're like, we're done, but we're going to keep going. There's more fights. There's Frosty said, because these guys are almost more athletic. They are because they're lighter and they do more more aerial stuff and yeah. things like that. It so seems like the younger. It's great wrestling. More too. Yeah, it really. Is. But he goes. A lot of people leave just because these aren't like the names are used to, and so they take. So everyone starts leaving. Well, you got to remember, and more fights start at a place like the Garden at an arena. Uh, that's comprised a lot of also of casual fans. So like the people that are staying are you know probably more diehard fans, and also oh, it's Tuesday night. So a lot of these people have come to the pay-per-view on Sunday, or they come to Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and it's just a lot. It's like six hours of live so wrestling. Like, I got my fill. It's fine. I got the storyline. Got my fill. It, it's a shame, but yeah. it's like, you know, it is what it is, it I guess. It seems like, too, they do it so they, can like, so they can be like, hey, we've already rented the garden for the night. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're they're putting out other programming. Film some more shit while yeah, they have yeah. the location. And let me say, a lot of those guys from 205 Live, they get end up getting... "Quote unquote," like promoted or brought well, because up because you're in a bigger to, thing to the main roster. Yeah, like and if Lesnar's on your card or or Conor McGregor's on your card. Yeah, if you're not fighting him, more eyes are on you. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But okay, the best part there was this three way fight. The one at the end of this was a two on one, and that was the one that's just a choke. That guy yeah. was like way too. He was like demonic too. Yeah, that's what that's what he's, he's supposed to be. That's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he's frightening. Yeah. There was a two-on-two, a Mexican, and a Lucha Libre. Then, while they're coming out... Lucha, Lucha do matches are great. Okay. That's a lot of fun. High-flying fucking... Yeah. And you might say Mexican is Lucha Libre. It's, it's different. There was a Mexican, suave Mexican guy and a guy in a Lucha Libre mask. And they're coming out. They're going to fight together, tag team. Mm-hmm. And while they come out, their opponents... While they're, they, they stand, they pose at the beginning, and they start going down the ramp. While they go down the ramp, the opponents just come out and just beat the fuck out of them. They just like jump them. Okay. And so since that happened, you know, the Lucha Libre's friend, the other Lucha Libre. Comes First of out. all, I'm taking you to, re- I mean, next time you have to come with me. Yeah, for sure. This is because I, because there's also something about your enthusiasm. I love Enthusiasm it. that 
may, I love it because yeah. it I love it already. But then to see it through, like the way that you are right now, this guy, I just yeah. I, I, I appreciate it even more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love putting my like sus- suspending my disbelief. And yeah, yeah, going for it. That's what I'm saying. We stand. At, you'll love the because because also they hear us when we're right in the front, oh. and we're just like, no, but you just play into it. You do yeah. what you're supposed to do. They want you to boo. You know, like it's it's funny when we have friends that come out that are heels. Like you really don't aren't supposed to cheer for them because if you cheer for the heel, it ruins it's actually it. not what they're supposed to get. Yeah. But sometimes you just do anyway. But a lot of times, like the crowd will break off into fights over people cheering for a heel and not cheering for a heel because people are like, I don't care, I like him, and people despise him so much that you're trolling the crowd. Actually, right. you know what I mean, and that's right. fun too. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. I like him. Rogan had a bit about it about um, the March of the Penguins, and he said when the leopard seal was like trying to eat a penguin he was like cheering he was like getting into it he's like oh yeah and some guy turned around was like hey don't do that you're scaring my daughter and he goes don't tell me who to root for <laughs> you know it's like exactly. penguins eating minnows <laughs> right, like right. where in the food chain do you right, right, I have right, to right. stop right here <laughs> um anyway so these th- two lucha libres are a, a lucha libre and a mexican we're both wearing purple one wearing a mask comes out they get bum rushed by these two dudes in silver the third, the Lucha Libre friend, who they were attacking him on their own, two Lucha Libre, he comes out with, with a mask. Uh-huh. So now you got two masks and just some suave Mexican dude right. trying to start to come back. Right. Then now it's three on two. So the cheaters, the silver guys, their friend comes out. So now it's a three on three. And they're just like, hey, guys, new deal. It's a three on three match, not a yeah. two on two match. Yeah. So they start fighting and it's boring. Yeah. It's not the most exciting fight. Well, half their audience is checked out. And sure, also, people, absolutely. a lot of times people aren't following that storyline or there is a lack of storyline. Uh-huh. Maybe it wasn't in, set up. In, You're like, I don't know, so who's this And so, guy? You, you, know, you don't have people who are have a vested interest right. in who's... You know. Anyway, they start sharing, fight, this is boring. It's disrespectful. Sure. But absolutely. it happens. You know, a sign of disrespect, the wave. If the, the crowd's doing the wave... They did the wave. If the crowd's doing the wave, it's a sign of disrespect. Yeah. If the crowd starts chanting CM Punk, it's like a sign of disrespect. Why? Uh, it's just they're doing it on purpose in protest. It's just like they're they're causing a distraction. They're not paying attention. Okay. Well, you're going to hear an amazing sign of disrespect. Okay. As they're going, yeah. there's a dude probably behind where you were Beach sitting. ball, disrespect, big time. Okay. Yeah. The chant started. I didn't know where it was. It ended up being kind of behind, like, so if, if the ring is here and you were here, it was in the stands up here. You know? Okay. So like, this is the ring here. Yeah. This is where, this is where um, Suzuki sat. Like right Shinsuke. behind him <laughs> and up a little bit. And um, you just start hearing the chant. The crowd gets lighter, louder, louder. Baby, 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 baby. There's some dude there with a baby in the stands. An infant. But I mean like one. Right. Or below. So they start calling out the baby. Baby, baby. And then they all start chanting baby, baby. The guy eventually realizes... And then he fucking Lion King's the baby. And they go ballistic. Ape shit. The best. Amazing. Ape shit. Amazing. And then the guy with that voice chanting, baby, he starts running up and down, holding his baby above his head, <laughs> up the fucking steps, down. The people fighting have no idea. Right. They're just chanting, but they can tell. Right. They're chanting baby. Right. At some point, somebody runs at a guy and, and the guy catches him and then starts like rocking him. In the ring because they think like, is this what you want? Are you, yeah, are you calling amazing. for a baby move? Oh, that's kind of cool if they did it because of that. Yeah, 
I mean, it's he like rocked him and he's looking up at the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it wasn't planned, but like it doesn't seem like it was planned. That's I, fucking dope. If someone was like, let me rock you like a baby. Yeah. So then we got to get into the fight a little more. And then it's like uh, the fucking suave messing guys on the top rope. Three guys, the three silver guys are on the outside. He's going to like jump up and knock all three of these sure. guys down. Fucking big move. Yeah. And then he start, and I've checked out on the baby at this point. They go, um, give him a belt. Give him a belt. Which I was like, that's so cool. This guy's going to do his high level move, a 205 belt, right? Right. No, they're saying give a belt Somebody. to the baby. <laughs> and they start. Oh, chanting, they checked out of that belt, match. Give, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then someone gives him a belt. And the crazy goes nuts. Goes nuts. And then they start going, one more belt. And at some point, this guy had a baby in one hand, four belts oh, in another hand. It was it's just funny. so fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. It was so fun. That's that's something that happens. Like the crowd can come together to. It's like a lot of times at wrestling, the crowd's its own show too. It's uh-huh. like it's gonna. It's, I mean, that is that that. I mean, the wrestlers probably hated that. We couldn't get but, over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were dying laughing. It it's was great. so fucking funny. The guy and the guy was like, like he was like, okay, we're done, we're done, and then lift him up. <laughs> it's it's like, what's he even doing there too <laughs> right. it's, it's so 11 loud. it's like 11 it's 11 o'clock at yeah. night that's hysterical yeah but i am in man i'm hooked yeah i mean like i would not make fun of soder and mike lawrence and you and che but like it just wasn't my thing when i was like starting comedy i'm like that's ridiculous but now i'm like it's just not my thing i get it it's just not my thing yeah. you're into politics you're into wrestling you're into whatever politics is probably more fake yeah i mean it's just a ridiculous fun unbelievable form of entertainment yeah and they really do make it a fan like they're like we're gonna give you a good show yeah you know oh yeah man it was just real fucking fun yeah and you know hopefully like you watch a little more and then you'll you'll see even better wrestling and you'll get invested in a storyline and you'll go a couple more times then you're like oh fuck this this is great yeah because you get to watch it every monday you just throw it on for three it's just do you watch the ones when you're not at them do you like watch and catch yeah i watch them all a lot of times like recently since this last wrestlemania i've fallen off a lot i've just gotten really busy and stuff but i i they're on hulu and i tivo it so like i'll just go watch it after i'll I'll skim i'll but i'll but i'll watch them skim for the fights you really are care about more yeah you you, sometimes when i have the time i'll watch but like a lot of times you know that's five hours of at least broadcast a week not including other stuff on the app so you just kind of have to skim a little bit but like do you ever get from your friends like che let's say like someone like that where they're like dude did you see what happened in the Randy all the fight? time and he's like i'm not gonna tell you just go watch it all the time happened yesterday wow yeah my friend I can't believe my Randy friend texts me are you watching class of champions i'm like yes but i'm behind he's like okay i won't say anything what's the okay so okay we're almost done here but this is so fucking cool yeah. but like what is the line of Top to bottom of WWE itself. Not we're not counting two hundred five. We're counting like so. It's WrestleMania's number one. That, oh, uh, as think, far as pay per views, yeah, that or just events. So I'm counting where SmackDown is in that is in that. Uh, no, so you can't count the weekly. So Raw is the biggest show between Raw and SmackDown Monday and okay. Tuesday night. This just just happened now. It's on USA Network. SmackDown signed a deal with Fox and is now going to be airing live on Fox on fine. broadcast network television. Really? So it's it's crazy deal. And now AEW is going on live uh, on TNT on Wednesday nights as well. So they're going to be and up against new, each other. That's a complete non-WWE. Yeah, just started. Wow. But but as far as the pay-per-views within WWE, really you got the big four. And the big four is WrestleMania. And then second is SummerSlam. SummerSlam is just once every summer? Yeah. Okay. And they're all once a year. Okay. And then I would argue the next is Royal Rumble. Ooh. And then the last one is Survivor Series. 
No, Royal Rumble used to be part of WrestleMania, didn't it? No. You're thinking of a battle royal. Battle royal, yeah. Royal Rumble is a type of battle royal where someone new gets introduced every 30, uh, 90 seconds or two minutes up to 32, I think. That seems fun. It's fun. But it's like fun. weird. That doesn't seem like a natural, like normal way. It's, I mean, it's been around for a long time now. Yeah. And then you got Money in the Bank, Hell in a Cell. Those are two big Heard ones, too. One. Yeah, and that's like so. And then there's like like Clash of Champions. There's like there's lower ones, like you know, like. What do you wear to these things? I usually will wear a wrestling shirt. I own a ton of them, and it's just like you know. So I usually will. I I, I, I you buy into it. That's the yeah, fun. Yeah, of it. yeah. I have a belt. You've been to my house. Yeah. I have the Intercontinental belt in my living room. That's right. I I I won't bring that to a live event. Why? But. It's not my stuff. No, I don't want to carry a fucking belt all night. They're but, quite big. But you see them all over. They're there. Yeah. And it's because people buy in. I, I don't begrudge anyone. That all the signs and everything. I didn't know what to wear. And I was like, oh, I'll wear my, I have one Colt Cabana shirt. I'm like, I'll wear that. People will respect that. Yeah. No one yeah. mentioned it. But I, I thought somebody would be like, dude, cool. Yeah. Colt I know how underground like a, of a name he is. Yeah. Colt, no, Colt, for a wrestling fan, Colt is, is big. Is um, What are the fans like? These yeah. wrestling fans. It's not what I thought they'd be, but it's not way off from that either. It's more racially diverse than I thought. Completely racially diverse. Yeah. That's for sure. You picture it, the stereotype, and I know that might be offensive to wrestling fans, but the stereotype is white hillbillies. Yeah. If you know. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. But it ain't. There's no. black hillbillies, and there's like... <laughs> you got to... They sell out nationwide, so... Yeah. How about globally, even? They're doing Saudi Arabia shows now. Wow. Yeah, so that, and then there's even women, too, and children. Women are there. I mean, they they, they really do cross over. Um, they are, like I said, it's, it's going to be a mix of casual fans and marks or smarks or whatever they call them, like smart marks, like that? really just over the top. Some people, like, actually it's like a, could, would criticize that, like just being like, take it down a notch guy. Right. It's, it's not like, about it's you. It's too much. Right. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, but you would also be surprised at at people that are in the public that are wrestling fans. Really? Like John yeah, like Stewart? J- J- exactly yeah. right. John Stewart. Or like you go backstage sometimes and you go into catering and you see the guests that are there and you're like, oh shit. It's like, oh, like you're, it's oh. like very, you know, yeah, you know, metropolitan type, you know. You, I also saw, my friend said that um, um, the women there, I mean, some are, you know, outliers, but like the, the general standard, you know, that might only be 20% of them, but like the most common is like an attractive troll. He was like, they have body, like troll-like bodies, but like they're pulling it off somehow. How <laughs> do you mean like troll? Like, right? No, not the troll we're talking about before, okay. but I mean like bridge, attractive, bridge troll, yeah. attractive troll. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know, maybe I liken it to like comic book people. I don't know. Similar, yeah, but not not a one to one. I feel like even my audience yeah. is somewhere in there too. Sure. With, there's a, yeah, in, a, in a Venn diagram, yeah. I have crossover with comic books and wrestling without a doubt. Yeah, I yeah. don't have much yeah. of that. Maybe comic books more. Also, I've noticed a lot of people with like functional, functional birth defects. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, like shit. it's not going to stop there enjoying. They still get around, but like your shoulders are forward. Yo, I gotta, I gotta turn you on to. Uh, there's this guy. Um, there's this kid. I don't know where he's from, but he, he had a Twitter account that blew up like in the last few months. He calls himself Superhuman. Yeah, and it's just he just he just gets himself his friend who wears a mask his uh, his good friend oh I don't want to mess the kid's name up because it's so funny my good friend 
uh, I forget his name. It's like Jeff or something. Yeah. Dave. Or something, I don't know. And, he, and he, this kid just puts himself through tables and gets hit with chairs oh. in his yard. <sighs> but he's a juggalo. And so sure, that, he's, he, he just, he, all of his videos are, and shout out to this kid because I started following him. Um, I, I think I, I think Bert tweeted something about him. And then uh, I saw it off of Bert. And he goes, uh, he just says the same thing. It's, it's, they're all like 30 second clips. I should pull one up before we stop. Okay. Because you'll laugh. Okay. And he goes, he goes, this is a superhuman TV show. He speaks really fast. And it, it's almost like the, you can't tell almost what he's saying. I, he goes, this is a superhuman TV show. Thank you for joining. This is for the juggalos and juggalettes. Don't try this at home. I hope you like it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and then the kid puts him through a fucking table or something. What? And oh, right before, right before he gets thrown through, he always goes, fuck this shit. Really? And then he gets thrown through the table. And it's like, oh. And then they cut the, they cut the video out. It's, it's just really funny. He's like getting hurt. He's like a twenty-year-old kid. He's selling it, but yeah. but 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 some of it looks like he got fucking Damn. hurt. Damn. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's like it's. Hold on, I'm gonna pause it and I'll just pull one up. Yeah, pull it up. By the way, I'm also decided if I ever got the chance, like you said, um, if I ever got a chance to be a guest ref for something. Oh my god. I what I would do though is I'd be like, hey guys, listen. I know a lot of times when there's a guest ref, stuff goes offline, but that's not what I'm here for. So Super huge. Eighty-five thousand followers. Two M's with human. This is Superhuman TV Show. Don't try this at home, and I hope you like it. Whoop! Oh, that was good. There's better ones even. Oh, that was good. If you go through his Twitter, what is it? Superhuman with two M's? Yeah, it's just hundreds of them. It's just hundreds of. It's like a hundred of them. Superhuman one, two, three, four. Oh my good friend, um, good friend Paul. That's it. Good friend Paul. Dude, and by the way, he does. He has that functional birth defect kind of thing I was talking about. Like, like, <laughs> like fetal alcoholish. You know, <laughs> didn't go crazy, but like, didn't hear that was a problem until like two month two. Oh, you have. I know where I saw this one from recently. I saw it. <laughs> His arm twitches a little bit. I think that guy got. I think people from independent wrestling have reached out to him, and now he's doing matches. I think. Really, it, it's reminiscent of the little backyard wrestling stuff. Who is your most interesting wrestler of all time? I know mine. My most. So Not that's very favorite. specific. What yes. you're asking. Who do I think is the most interesting? Yeah, had the most layers. I'll tell you mine, then you tell me. Then you tell me yours. The most that? interesting. That's such a good question. I have to. I don't even want to make a snap judgment about it. I, this guy that I can't get out of my head. Interesting. I, I don't think he was around for that long. Do you remember intriguing? You, maybe, maybe intriguing. Do you remember Eugene? I don't know. I don't know Eugene. Eugene had. Oh wait, you're not talking Down about Down syndrome, or something like that. And though he was small, the announcers would always say, "This is WWE." His strength was more than his size was, and they just keep saying. And he fought Triple H once and beat the fuck out of him. Triple H, was, the way he was trying to win was to try to like calm him down and say it's all a game. But the problem is then Eugene thought it was too fun a game and he, he'd lose his, his retard strength. And oh, Nick, oh, okay, okay. Is he still fighting under Eugene? That's got to be a short-lived one. He was in... Oh, I don't... 
Was this WWE? I think so. He fought Triple H. Where else would that have been? Uh, maybe in WCW. WCW. Oh. Oh, no, he wasn't WWE. Oh, this is, oh, this is around the time. This is 2004. This is during that era. And you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I'm reading about it, yeah. He viewed it with, yeah, in SummerSlam. Yeah. I wasn't into it. I was just one of those where it's like I managed to watch two within six months, and I was like, he was in both He wanted into interference from Beth Orton. Beth Orton, <laughs> all right, yeah. So, like, a guy like that. Not your favorite, but, like. The next week, he had a steel cage match, suffered uh, a kayfabe dislocated shoulder, and ended the feud. Okay. Oh. Yeah, they had to try to calm down. He's like, we're going to play a game where we play wrestle. He goes, Triple H, you're yeah, my favorite. Now, I like Triple I know H. Exactly. Now I know exactly who. Yeah, yeah. This is when I didn't want. So now I'm going back in the catalog yeah. and watching a lot of this stuff. And, and, and I'm coming up to speed with it. But yeah, no, no. He was, yeah, this is a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is him. I remember him now. That's him right there. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. as big as those guys, but somehow he had this strength, hidden strength. Who and was, then who, he did Juggalo wrestling. Oh, he yeah, did. Yeah. After that, yeah, you get a name, you got a coast from there. Who was your guy like that? Where it's always like, I mean, I can tell you who, interest. who my favorite wrestlers were as a kid. Well, you, like, you couldn't avoid Hulk Hogan. I mean, oh, he was like, he was like a god, right? Do you know what Piper called him? No, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood Hogan was his then later persona. Yeah, but he was like the way he referred to him was like Hollywood Hogan. He was always Hollywood, and yeah. he wasn't one of the real guys. Um, so we were all the real wrestlers, and that guy was Hollywood. In a, in a complimentary way, or in like he was bigger than like light, larger than light, crossover type of thing. Like, let me try to compare. He it was to a star, real quick. like how The Rock or John Cena. Where it's like we're all talking about stand-ups and who's funny, who's not. And yeah. They're like these guys are comedians, are really funny, and they're like, um, what about Tina Fey? She's a funny comedian. They're like, oh yeah, we're not talking about that. Right, she's no disrespect. Traditional, she's just not even in this group of people we're talking about as like legit stand-up comics. She's not a stand-up. She's not a stand-up. Yeah, so it's like, well, I I would in terms like wrestling, like his ability wasn't there. He could sell shit better. Yeah, I mean, look, you're talking about arguably the biggest wrestler of all time. All time, yeah, I think arguably. Um, For me, it was uh, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat Dragon? Yeah, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Steamboat. Uh, the Macho Man, and Piper. Those are my three big ones. And I really loved – I love Jericho, too. He was a little later. Yeah. But I, I've – from what he's done in the last few years, I've made sure to go back and watch everything. And I think Jericho is just – he's a guy – Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. He's a guy that controls the crowd. He He's in charge all the time. He He's just – for me, he's the quint. He's a quintessential. Like he's just amazing. Yeah, he's great. Um, it is amazing to see those guys that really do know how to do a promo and like can like act on their own and do whatever. And then when you see the next guy, like Clark Gable, you're like Chad Gable. Chad Gable, you're yeah. like, oh, this is a step down. If it was all Chad Gables, you'd be like, you could. Well, Jericho's one of the best on the mic right. ever. Right. That's what yeah, I mean. So you but got it's like a, a new comic following, like you know Chappelle. We're like, oh, you look like you're contrived. Yeah, but yeah. On, on, his, on that guy's com- that new comic show yesterday, he was one of the best ones. Yeah, some people they won't barely give a mic to, right? Because they are not ready for it, and they will just you know. And then it's hard for that person to get over or break out because you need to be exposed, right? Um, but yeah, like there's some some great wrestlers nowadays too that like you hope that like they get the mic and they get they get a push and everything like that. But yeah, I would say like. Growing up, I think Steamboat and Piper were my two favorites. 
Junkyard Dogs I liked a lot back in those days. Sort of Flair, too, was amazing. Who was the Flair was the, with WCW. Who was the guy with... Uh, yeah, that's why I never got into Flair. Everyone yeah. talks... Every, all Sting. you guys talk about Flair, and I'm like, how did I even... Never NWO, even all see that, this guy. It was a whole different... If you didn't watch that brand, that right. that that found, you know, that wrestling... Fan. When you were younger, was it his either watch WWF or this? For me, the way it unfolded when I was younger was I just watched WWF. Me too. I didn't watch WCW. Yeah, I, I knew it was on. I was like, "What's this?" But one? then they got it got more and more popular, and then there was a crossover. Like then wrestlers they started poaching, they started taking wrestlers, and then basically absorbed it. I believe. But um, again, that's like that's when I didn't really watch. So <clears throat> I, I'm not really like you know I'm not really well versed in exactly what happened back then. But ultimately, they all end up being on like. Sharing, you know, because Kogan went over to WCW after he left. WCW. He built up this giant name that he's like, just he you're firing me doesn't mean, doesn't mean I'm not keeping this name. Right, right, right. This marketable name, you know? Yeah, well, that's why he went Hollywood Hogan. Right. Yeah. Oh, because he, he couldn't say Hulk? He they died his, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, of course. He can't be Hulk Hogan. They're like, we have that. Where yeah. are you going to go with that? Yeah. Oh, he went heel. That was so crazy. He was on TV shows. He had his own TV show where he drove a boat, a speedboat. I don't remember that. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. He yes, had his he own did. he had his own show? Yeah. Where he drove a boat? Yeah, he was like a law enforcer, but like A team style. A law scripted? Enforcer. Yeah. Don't remember it at all. Yes you do. I, I, I disagree that you don't remember it. I would know it. I would this this wouldn't this would ring a bell. Um I there's no way oh that's that guy. That's that guy. He looks so fucking frightening. Let's see if it goes after him. Yeah, him. So, yeah, that's Bray with a mask on. That's the fiend. He's awesome. He comes from a long line of, of wrestling family, too. His father was a famous wrestler. And his brother also wrestles. They keep, they have the, um, what's it called, right? They keep in the family. They really protect each other. Like, look out for, like, people's brothers and stuff. I mean, re- the, like, wrestling families where the whole family is involved in, in, in wrestling and wrestling training and wrestling, the wrestling world and promoting, that's fairly common. Thunder in Paradise. You don't remember the show? I remember No Holds Barred, the movie. He had a speedboat in Florida. Sounds like it's going to be the beginning to like Pee Wee's Playhouse with those like. It's so long. This intro is so long. In my life, I have never laid eyes no on No memory. That, that doesn't... That's just hysterical. It's like Miami Vice meets Rambo. This is the theme song to this show. There's, it doesn't go. There's machine guns and explosions and violence going on. And they're playing like breezy, easy island music. There sure is. Well, there you go. Thunder in Paradise. I guess so. Dude, I don't. I know nothing of this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boat would shift and change. It almost looks like it's a parody of something of, of like Knight Rider, but on boat. That's definitely how they sold it. It's Knight Rider, but on a boat. This goofy sidekick. That's a chick who uses flirting to get her way. It's totally. Carol Alt. Carol Alt. I've heard of her. It's Miami Vice meets Baywatch yeah. meets meets Rambo. That's what it is. This is absurd. Absurd. His only skill is... Oh, there's a little kid. 
This might have been the response to um, to um, who's the other guy that everybody says the train with Bruce Lee. Um, Chuck Norris. Remember Chuck Norris had a show. That's Walker, Texas Walker. Ranger. This was a response to that. Uh, yeah, you know? Walker was a big deal. Yeah. This I okay. This is actually to me. I, I watched that and I'm like, there was a time where globally, yeah, this was not seen as some type of fodder or hackneyed. Like, like we accepted that someone accepted that as a real form of dramatic like nighttime prime entertainment now it'd be like a 101 type like sketch show you know i mean it'd be it's like ins- tongue in cheek the whole it's time. insane like and, and you know some things don't age well but but that looks like i can't even believe back then yeah you know what i mean it's like it, it looks like a parody video there's explosions going on while the guy they're playing a steel drum and then the next scene he's kissing a little kid and then a girl's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nuts that's nuts yeah did you watch it yeah for sure Oh wow! Most all the time, I believe. I mean, yeah, I believe. Oh man! I mean, Friday I would night. actually dig into an episode of this. You know what I mean? I, I would watch it. I want to look it up and see. I would try to see if I can get see the, if it can. If it's hopefully it's bad, good. Yeah, but it looks bad, bad. It does. Yeah. You, but you have to also put yourself in the place if you're going to watch it. Put yourself in the place of he was one of America's biggest heroes, and you believe that when you tuned in to watch yeah. him. Yeah. It's not like the now Hulk Hogan. Right, you have to be like this. It's like Obama doing it, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if Obama was known for strength instead of just wisdom, um, and murdering babies. Um, all right, well that's cool, man. I think we're done. Did you? Do you feel? How do you feel? I feel great. I mean, I've, I you answered a lot of my questions. It makes a lot more sense to me, okay. but but I still had a great fucking time, and I want to go back. And since it's here all the time, you guys were constantly going like, "You go on next week." Yeah, I mean, when, like, it, when it, I'll put it this way. I'm at a point where when it comes through, if I'm home, I'm there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why not? It doesn't come through that often. Maybe like... Once a year? No, remember like More. four. Four times a three year. Three times a year, something like that. Yeah, it's a fun night, too. Yeah, yeah. And then you're out in, in like, in not Hollywood, fucking <laughs> New York. You're out in the city. And yeah. It's like, let's go get something to eat. Or, uh, that was the first uh, Raw at the Garden in about a decade, I think. No way. It was a big deal, yeah. Oh, that's why he was saying, that's why Zane was saying, like, you shouldn't be open to this, man. Yeah. It should be yeah. somebody now. Yeah. I like how it's like clearly I'm here just to take a beating and set something up. But also like this is – I like what you said about it. Like, but for real though, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. I'll set it up where it be fake. But like come on though. Yeah. But that's probably most likely coming from writers, yeah. not from Sami Zayn per se. Right, right, right. But they'll take what people – But the zeitgeist, the attitude of Yeah, it's fans. meta. It gets it's, like right. meta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'll for sure go back. By the way, if you're ever there, tip – Pizza Suprema, you ever go there? Oh, it's about a block south of the Garden on the Eighth Avenue sh- no. Street. So I think it's on Eighth, about a block south across the street. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Guerrero said that used to be his number one. Oh, oh, yeah, Pizza I know this. I heard that. Yes, yes. Um, but whenever I go there, I went to see um, Fleetwood Mac before. It's like I'm for sure getting Pizza Suprema and then going in one slice, two slices. Yeah. They got the hot honey. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up next time. Yeah. Um, all right. That was, was fun. Great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know more about it now. I'm fucking in. I like the idea. We'll go. Next time, fun. literally next time, you're, okay. you're with me. Okay. You're the first person I'll, t- I'll tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hell yeah. And I got to get you to a pay-per-view too. That's even... Because they're bigger. Yeah, they, it's just a more of like something in the air. That's what Frosty said too. Is like there's no in these breaks for a commercial because there's no commercials. So pay-per-views are a different level. Yeah. It's just like straight through. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, That's good. Thank you. Yeah. 
Oh, can I promote anything? Can oh, I can oh, I give yeah. can I give my yeah. dates because I have something coming Absolutely. up? Absolutely. And then you know what? I'm gonna do it now. Yeah. And then I'm gonna pause. We'll do it again. I'll put it in the intro so it comes way more early. Oh, awesome. Okay. Okay. So yeah. what do you got coming up? Uh, all right. So just solo. The thing I want to push is the Wilbur. But it's, it's December 12th and 13th. There's two shows on sale now. They're almost sold out. I, 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 uh, I'm hoping to add more if I can. So hurry up and get them so we can add more. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, that's, I mean, because if you don't, then you're just aced out of luck. Yeah, pretty much. That's the thing. People wait. They're like, well, I'll add another one. It's like, but if it happens like two days before, then you're, it's not going to Exa- happen. Exactly. Um, so that. December and then, 12th and 13th. Yeah, 12th and 13th. Okay. And then um, I'm, I'm about to announce um, a small theater tour. Um, soon we're we're booking it now so I'm going to announce that soon but my website and all dates are on salvolcanocomedy.com and then for the guys um, we have our cruise um, yeah the fourth one which you've been on before that's February 10th to the 14th out of of Miami going to the Bahamas that's all that we we uh, we have that all like booked up uh, who's going to be on it and stuff so that uh, what were the four locations you went to including this one it's been Mexico and the Bahamas each time we rotate and then we on New Year's Eve we are playing the arena at um, at Mohegan Sun. Oh, cool! And that tickets are on sale right now, and um, and uh, so that's fun. And then the guys and I just announced we'll come into the UK and uh, from for in the UK two weeks in October, and we're playing. Can I just can I just say all yeah. this shit? Okay, yeah. so we get there. It starts October tenth. Yeah, and UK listeners, we are playing Belfast. Birmingham, Newcastle, Cardiff, Bournemouth, Glasgow, Manchester, London, and Dublin, and then we ju- for the uh, people in Dublin, we we he knows you're not in the UK. Yes, of course I know that. Yes, and then we just announced a bunch of new dates here, which is Do you time off in those spots. Not really. Oh, to really see. Portland, Maine, Binghamton, New York, Youngstown, Ohio, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Dayton, Ohio. Dude, oh, you are then, going to find out why Trump got elected to it. Yeah. Those are the towns you're like, oh, the depression is not. And the then I don't know if I'm supposed going. to say this, yeah, but whatever. Reveal, reveal, uh, reveal. And then January, um, we're here in New York City. The guys and I are going to play Radio City. That's cool. Have you ever yeah. done Radio City Music Hall before? We did. We did it about three years ago. We did uh, three shows there. Damn. And, uh, and so we're going to be back there finally. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's a lot of shit I just said, but... My my ticket, SavileCounterCounter.com, and then the guy's night is TheTenderloins.com. Have you ever been to Cardiff before? I have. We, we were there. We've done, we've toured, we've toured twice over there. Have so you far. ever had rare bit? No. It's a food? It's a, no. It's a Welsh food? No. Do you try to eat food of the towns? Of the uh, places? I, I'm not too adventurous. You're not? Not too. I don't want like, I won't eat haggis or anything like that. Have you not even tried haggis? Nah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you're drunk late at night. For sure. I mean, I maybe rare, but it's like a lunch food. It's 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 good. I mean, then fuck it. Then, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll seek guy. out a good restaurant. Yeah, but I'm not like you I, I'm Glasgow. Not, what's that? You going to Glasgow? Yeah, ubiquitous chip. Is that a place? It's so good. Okay, actually, before I go, I'll text you cities okay. if you if you've been. You tell me. Yeah, because yeah. one thing I found a little difficult is in places like that we were like looking for, great, like like you know how here we look at. Fine dining or institutions or yeah. local like local institutions, and it was like it's not always easy. It's not always easy. Yeah, it's and you have to kind of talk to people. There's not like a Yelp there. or anything. Like I don't know what it's like. It's something else or whatever it is. But yeah. like you'll Google it, like try to look it up. But uh, there were places we had trouble finding the best of the best type food. So I'll oh, let you wow. know. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Thanks a lot, man. That was fun. Yeah, it's been, that was been fun. Love you. <laughs> Time to play the game. 
WWE was for sure I'm going back there's no question I'm going back um, I mean that was so fun I kind of had it was like angry at them for what Colt was I did to Colt Cabana you know not giving him a chance but man that ain't any of those guys fault that are wrestling right now it ain't any of their faults so it's like it's still a fucking fun product there was something that made me want Made even Colt want to be a part of it, you know? It's the big it's the it's the biggest thing. It's the production is just phew. Um Yeah. Come see me in Madison this weekend. Definitely come see me and tell your friends if you got friends in Wisconsin, because I have got to pay for these fucking tickets. Thirteen, twenty six hundred plus my thirty two hundred dollars right off the bat, which means after agents not taxes, because that's deductible. I don't know if you guys know how that works. So that means I'm making 20. I gotta make like four grand, four and a half grand just to pay for the fucking flights. Right off the bat, I gotta make four and a half grand. You guys gotta fucking tell friends to come see me in Madison. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Winnipeg on Sunday. Next weekend is Brea, the 26th, 27th, 28th of, uh, of uh, September, right before we start Sober October. Then Sober October, I am sorry, San Antonio. I'm sorry, Dallas. I'm sorry, Houston. I will not be able to smoke pot there. My fucking fat friend, who's going to be dead soon, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, has roped me into yet another time where I won't be able to smoke pot or drink. And I fuck it, my very first Cowboys game. And I can't drink. Last year, I went to a Jets game, and um, somebody sent me a drink during Sober October. Like, the usher was like, hey, here's a drink for you. I'm like, oh, I can't. Drink this, and then some guys like behind, like, ah, we're trying to fool you. <laughs> uh, I think we should do sober October, but yes, acid. No weed, no anything, but yes, acid. Something major that you're not going to do a lot, but like you can let off some steam, you know? I think it should be. Anyway, um, all my tickets are to ariashafir.com. Um, also, Chicago, that's a big show, and you should get tickets on November 16th at the Vic Theater. Go ahead and go to AriShafir.com right now. Get tickets for that. That's, that's going to be a big, big show, and the Brea show, too. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's the episode, right? Was there anything else I wanted to tell you guys? There was something. I can't remember right now, but there was for sure something. God damn it, Ari. Come on. Maybe it's good I take a fucking month off from weed. Oh, if you want to hear that Milo uh, Yiannopoulos episode, all about trolls, uh, you can go to my Patreon right now, uh, patreon.com slash skeptic tank, and you can listen to it. I'm putting up some of these episodes early, so you can just go ahead and listen to them, because it is, it's a fun one about trolls from one of the best trolls in the world, Milo Yiannopoulos. 
Um, if you don't know what a troll is, you will after hearing this a little more. If you want to be like, I don't care, he's this what awful guy, whatever, then just like you'll still believe it. But it gives you insight into like the people who are going to try to get a rise out of you, what, what they're even what they're even attempting to do. I think we talked a little about it in this episode, actually, uh, with me and Sal, where it's like it, they're just heels. They're heels on another level. Um, they're in the heel family anyway. And their applause is your booze. Their applause is your fucking anger. That's not what has happened to Shane Gillis. He wasn't trolling anybody. He was just making a joke in the right environment for that joke. Time and place, you know? I was on Keith and the Girl once, this podcast, and um, we brought up this uh, law professor who brought up the question of, like, if, to discuss with his class, like, if a woman gets raped, let's say, uh, molested, anything, um, and she's not conscious... Since no memories are being made, should the punishment be different than when they are conscious and memories are being made? Um, should the punishment for when they are conscious be f- more severe? Should they come down harder on those people? Uh, and then we discussed it for a while. And, you know, some, some we discussed like, well, there's some things on the podcast we discussed it. Like, you know, there's some things maybe it's like. Um, not having the memories is good. And then also some things like, man, now I don't even know what my attacker looks like is, is like worse. You know, this, it's never a good position regardless. Anyway, they call for this professor's job, this law professor's job. They were like, you got to get out of here. How dare you say that they should be punished differently? And he's, he wasn't even saying like one shouldn't be punished or punished less. He was like, just like as eight years and 12 years or 12 years and 15 years or, or 30 years and 40 years. I'm not even saying what the punishment should be. I'm saying, should it be the same? And let's discuss it. And Keith, and Keith and the girl, I like both those guys. He goes, no, the guy should be fired. There's a time and a place for these things. And then we both realized, like, oh, yeah, right. The time and the place is a law class. And the guy bringing it up should be a law professor when they're discussing the law. That actually is the right time and place. And it's like, oh, yeah, good point. Let's pull back. Pull back, you guys. I mean, I'm not talking to anybody. Everybody here is fucking understands what comedy is. That was a crazy thing. That night, we went on stage. I brought Shane on stage with me, and we had a good time. We just joked around about the whole thing, and everybody in the audience at the stand was like, oh, you guys are all cool. You're here at the stand on a, on a Thursday night. You know, 30, 40 people. It's like, you guys all get it. You're here in a basement to hear some dark, degenerate material. You, they've relegated us to 80-person to rooms in basements of buildings, and they're like, not enough. It's just a disconnect. They think that a comedian making a racial joke is just a straight racist, and we think it's just a joke. There's, there's definitely a, some, some, some sort of like pullback from the comedians, too, where it's like, look, if somebody gets offended, you've got to allow him to be offended, if they are truly offended, like if they're there and going, ugh. Um, but offended, I've been offended before by speech. It's, it's just like roll your eyes and be like, I hope it stops. Have you ever talked to like a real racist at a party? Like a real racist, you know, where they're just like making too many racist jokes. And it's like, they might not even do anything physically to anybody, but it's just like, it makes you uncomfortable, you know? And honestly, personally, I don't know how you guys are. I just want it to stop, you know? It's just like, please just, it's like, you don't say anything. Just stop talking. And you just kind of like try to shift the conversation as fast as you can. Cause you just don't want to be talking like this with somebody. You just don't like it. it it's like offensive. It's bothersome. And you just hope it stops. And then when it does stop, when someone's like, hey, Marty, what about those, you know, 
the Patriots this week. They kill, and then they change the subject. You're just like a relief, like, oh, I don't have to hear that anymore. But I don't know. Maybe it's white privilege. I just never try to get Marty like gone from anything. But then again, I probably wouldn't want to hire him if he's constantly making those jokes around the office and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, he probably is smart enough to not make it at the office. He's making it. I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, be offended if you want. But offense is not that bad to me. I love when people are saying Shane also. It's like, yeah, well, I was walking with my son and somebody yelled chink at me through a window of the. They said, go home, chinks, through their car window as they sped off. And you want to be like, Shane did that? No, it was some other guy? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not the same thing, you guys. <laughs> we can't make AIDS jokes, someone has AIDS. Oh, crazy world we're living in. Young comics, don't listen to them. I, you will lose money, but don't listen to them because you'll never be good. If you don't take chances, you'll never be good. My friend Lisa Traeger is a great example. She's a great example. She dropped a bunch of like hard N-bombs on Twitter. Made fun of Asians all the time. Constantly making fun of Asians on Twitter. And she learned her line. She figured out where her line was and where she wants to make her jokes. And on her own, she decided, like, I'm not going to make those jokes anymore. On her own, no one had to punish her. She made those jokes. And I think if you asked Lisa Traeger, she would stand by anyone who was attempting to make jokes. Because she sees, even her, even a fucking very woke person has, has like, stuff on their Twitter accounts of, like, full-on N-words. Or, or, or chinks. She's chinks, too. It's like, she's got to figure out where her line is and now she's grown and she's a better comic because of it she'll tell you that she's evolved she's better you gotta give someone like that a chance you give them a chance to find their own line and then once they find the line which by the way we're constantly searching for our line it's not a it's not a process that ends and once you find kind of where you are and you sort of more solidify yourself as like this is the type of comic i am um then people can either like it or not like it and still there's plenty of people who are always told me i was too dirty as a comic it's not even funny. Say the same thing. It's not even funny. It's like, okay, can I just do this? Can you just not show? Can you just not become? Anyway, Ari Shafir Jew is dirty, and um, it's somewhat offensive to religious people. Not much, but somewhat, for sure. And I think you realize you're taking a joke. Catholic people, for sure, I'm going to shit on you a little bit. Jews, I'm going to shit on you a little bit. I, I don't know. That's just the process. That's what's going on. It's not even the process. That's the product. So if you don't like it, if you're going to get really offended, I tell people in my show all the time, like, you might not like this if you're religious. But if you don't like it, can you just leave quietly? That'd be wonderful. And not to disrupt everyone else's good time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode. Ari Shavir Skeptic, episode 366 is done. Smackdown with Saul Volcano. Sal Volcano. I just Saul Volcano. What a dumb name. Just do Volcano, man. Um, over and out. Next week, Big J Okerson, Dragon Lady. We're going to talk all about smoking. Smoking cigarettes and all like our whole history of that. It's going to be fun one up on the roof at Wayne's house um, while we stare into people's apartments. That's an action. You want to be mad at me for that? Be mad at me for that. Not a joke. Peeping Tom. Sure, go ahead. I mean, I'm out there jerking off, but Sure, for actions, get mad. Giving drugs to minors, I've done that. Be mad at me for that. It's an action that you might not agree with. I'm making jokes about giving drugs to a minor. Um, I think I also also might continue to cover up those ads. I really like it. I, I don't like them shoving that shit in my face. I don't, I don't like it. I, I didn't buy that magazine in, in, in New York 
you know, where I've somehow said, sure, go ahead, throw ads in my face, tell me you got to buy this, move in, move in, buy this, don't just enjoy nature, buy this, buy this. We're done. Ladies and gentlemen, see you next, next week. Monday, I think it'll be. Hopefully Monday, maybe Tuesday, but hopefully Monday. And to go out, let's, uh, let's play one of WWE's finest stars playing his own music. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Randy Orton singing Stolen Car. Take us out, Randy. You walked into my house last night. I couldn't help but notice a light that was long gone, still burning strong. You were sitting, your fingers like fuses, your eyes were cinnamon. You said you stand forever known abuse I was ever threatened to anyone but you. And why should I know better by now when I'm old enough not to? Yeah.